This is the Patriots pregame show presented by Duncan. Harmon on a blitz. Goff throws it to the right. Gilmore's there. Yeah. Intercepted at the four. Harmon forced the pick. And Gilmore comes up with it. The Patriots pregame show is the world's largest virtual tailgate. Featuring fans of the six-time Super Bowl champion New England Patriots. Brady on her center. Gives to Michelle. Runs it left. A dog to the end zone. Touchdown Patriots. Michelle for six. That's the offense I know. That's the offense we love. Hardy, Paul Perillo, and Mike Dassault are here to do the grilling as your host. This week, the Patriots are on the road against the Indianapolis Colts. James White cuts it up to the right arm, cuts it upfield, driving forward, diving to the goal line! It's still a touchdown! And a title for the Patriots! I can't believe it! Hardy, Paul Perillo, and Mike Dassault are here to get you ready for the game. It's football time, fellas. Let's get into it. Now, live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, Patriots Nation, welcome to the Patriots pregame show presented by Duncan. And welcome into the Patriots pregame show, fueled by Duncan. Hello, it's Hardy. Mike Dusso, Paul Perillo, live at Gillette Stadium. Thank you for listening and watching. Good night. <laughs> can we do it? I like can that. we, I like can that. we do that? <laughs> I like that. Can we do that? I am purposely unadorned in any uh, Patriots gear tonight, as I felt uh, if there was ever a time to be impartial and really just be down the middle, uh, I, no, I don't think we have to be that way, but Paul thinks we do, so I'm going to do that from now on. I'm not wearing Patriots gear in here anymore. Uh, I didn't say that you couldn't uh, wear I Patriots gear. Yeah, see? Do, you even scared Deuce. This is the first time Deuce hasn't this worn is, Patriots gear. We, both, we, were like, we found out that Paul was wearing a gray quarter zip, were and then th- I'm like, gray quarter zip, that's you, what we're marching tonight. Were you thinking about that when you got dressed for the show tonight, about what Paul uh, said? No, but mostly all my Patriots stuff's kind of dirty, so I... Oh. Uh, I didn't. Right. I didn't. No, um, better too. <laughs> uh, would you call this a sneaky big game tonight, gentlemen, or uh, is it just huge there's no sneak game. about it? There's no sneak about it's it. No I don't think it's it. all that sneaky. I no? agree with Mike. All yeah. right. So lay it out for me because for as big a game as it is, and people saying during the week this feels like a playoff game. This has those implications. I do not feel the juice for it. I understand mathematically and uh, for many reasons why it is an important game. But at the most, I have to say this this game feels if you want, if you're going to try and convince me it feels like a uh, a playoff game, it's at most a little wild cardy. That's all. That's okay. the that's the I amount don't. Of juice. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Mike, yeah, yeah I would, I, it's, I would, not, it's not a playoff yeah. game. No, I would agree with that. It's a big game for playoff purposes, but not a playoff game. It's not a must win. No, okay. but I but I think in the pantheon of games that we've seen this year, it's a it's a big one. And you know, four games left to go. Patriots are. Saw Kansas City win the other night. Now they got to keep pace with them. So I mean, the Patriots. It's I think this is one of those games where if you can get this one on the road, you got three more, but two of them are at home. The next couple ones, and and it would really you know put a, put a stranglehold on at least the division. You're playing for a hat and t-shirt probably next week. Then, um, so we'll see. I, I just I think Colts are a really good team that that match up well with the Patriots. Kind of have a similar elements. Offense gets going with the run game. Turn the ball over a lot. Uh, you're on the road. You're in a in a dome, different than the rain last week, but still a hostile environment. And another really good chance for Mac Jones. I think he's going to have to have a big night. Yeah, um, it's it's going to have to be a big night for a lot of aspects of the Patriots. But there's one in particular that I think got ignored early on. As we, you know, it's been a long time since we've sat here and done one of these. So you know, we've got the whole bye week and a lot of stuff to 
to kind of get to during the week. But one thing that I thought was was a relatively late mention in terms of its importance for tonight's game for the Patriots is really my key to the game. So I don't want to say anything more without blowing it wide open. So let's get to the keys, Matt, if we could, please. And we'll go behind enemy lines, too, here uh, coming up at 6.15. Uh, we're going to be speaking with Mike Wells uh, from uh, ESPN.com. But uh, keys to the game come first. Why did you leave the keys up on the table? You wanted to. You've waited all week for it. The whole team's in the locker room right now just listening to this, waiting to hear what you're going to say. Without these keys, the Patriots are destined and doomed to fail. Here are Hardy, Paul, and Mike's keys to the game. Why did I steal your key to the game also? Uh, You have the key. You have the right one. All right, keys to the game. Brought to you by Paul, Mike, and Hardy. Uh, Without these keys, Patriots doomed wouldn't be able to open the door no they are in indianapolis in the locker room huddled around uh one small bluetooth speaker listening right now paul why don't you lead us off with your key to the game we're going to switch things up i think this game is all about getting after carson wentz Mm. because i have a lot of respect for jonathan taylor and i think they can contain him you know in other words i don't think he has to do what he did against buffalo you know you don't have to go into a game against this guy and say, well, you know he's going to get 180 yards and five touchdowns. No, I don't expect that tonight. I don't think that you should have to just roll over and, and uh, you know assume that that's going to happen. But I do assume that he's going to have some production. I do assume that the Colts will be able to run the ball with some degree of effectiveness, provided that the score allows the Colts to continue to run. So if that's the case, I think you have to make your plays – against Carson Wentz I think you need to maybe force him into some errant throws not turnovers necessarily but if you can get those turnovers I think that's that's gravy but um, you know force him into a couple of third and longs you got to find a way to pressure him see if he can get off the field that way a couple of errant throws uh, you know misfires and a bad percentage on third down you know force a third and seven get off the field that's how you create separation otherwise if they're able to run the ball the way they want to and be effective in the passing game, now you got your hands full with a, a pretty good offense rolling. So to me, the best course of action is to get in Carson Wentz's face and see if you can get him, force him to have a bad night. Yeah, and I think it's the easiest way to limit big plays. And I don't, I don't. It's not that I don't trust the Patriots' offense. I just trust their defense a lot more. And if you allow big plays, right. there's that's that leads you down the road of getting into a shootout. And we really haven't seen this team have to get into a shootout uh, no. this year. And uh, I don't necessarily want to. So uh, you know, <laughs> don't don't want. Well, to. then we won't uh, limit those big plays. And I think the the best way to do that is by getting after Carson Wentz. So I'd co-sign on that one, Paul. Thank I don't you, know absolutely. if it's the, I don't know if it's key to the game though. Mike, convince me yeah. what it, what is your key to the game, and is it truly the key? To the game. Yeah, I mean, I think mine connects in with Paul's. And, I mean, I just – I see this as a back-and-forth kind of game that's just going to depend on how it unfolds and, and who's kind of a little bit sloppier with the ball maybe. I mean, I think both teams really prey off of the takeaways, and, and that's something that I think the Patriots really can't regress back to early in the season. If they're bad with ball security tonight and, and they kind of regress to what they used to do early on, I, I think it's going to be a tough one for them. But uh, for me, it was, you know, red zone stops and finishes. So defensively – get stops in the red zone and and offensively I think it's just probably my biggest key for the offense going forward finishing in the in in, in the end zone with touchdowns when you get inside the 20 I think it's been you know they've been I don't even want to call them sporadic I think they've had a couple good games where you know especially Cleveland I think they had five out of six they scored touchdowns on but uh, after that it's been you know not not good enough and I think when you talk about getting into shootouts 
that's where you got to put the points up. So defensively, I'm with you. I, I, I think I just I think Jonathan Taylor's going to get some big plays. I think he's going to roll off some you know 20, 25 yard runs here mm. and there. Um, don't give up the scores though. You know, tackle them and then stiffen up inside the red zone. So I think they're going to make some big plays, and, and, and I totally am with Paul. I think you get to that point, if you get a couple stops early downs to get Jonathan Taylor or, or Hines and, and get them into third and, and manageable distance, you got to get off the field. But for me, I just think the whole overall the game, it's about finish the touchdowns in the, when you get there offensively and defensively hold them to three. And, and if they do that, it should open up enough. And Hardy, we talked a lot this week about how similar we think these two teams are. They're kind of mirror yeah. images. And yeah. They do a lot of things well, uh, the same things well. There's one area that the Patriots have an enormous edge over the Colts, and that's red zone defense. The Patriots' red zone defense has been pretty good, and the Colts' red zone defense has been pretty bad. Mm. So to, to Mike's key here, Maybe that gives you uh, an edge in in finishing your red zone drives. It's yeah. all it's all part of a you know a balanced Patriots team this year because their red zone offense has been pretty bad too. Yeah. So for the for the Patriots, right? No, but yeah, you know, you're right. You're absolutely right. But maybe you know the fact that they're bad uh, in the red zone allows you to have a little bit more success tonight yeah. in that area than you have been. You know, yeah. uh, you know, when stopping them and holding them to three, a lot of people would call that bending, but yeah. not breaking. Ah. Yeah, yeah, has that ever been said, be- uh, said before? <laughs> Not by the Chargers. They would just say, screw it, we're going for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you both make a lot of sense. I like your keys better than mine, especially after the the news that Damian Harris was not going to play tonight. Yeah. Essentially, my key, uh, you know, when I was thinking about it this week, was I heard a lot about letting Mac Jones loose. Oh, you know, you've had the, the shackles on him at the beginning of the season, then he couldn't throw the ball in that wind in Buffalo. What? Uh, let them air it out tonight. I say don't abandon the run, uh, especially with Mo- Ramondre Stevenson, the way he's been playing, and further informed by the size of the inside la- linebackers that the Colts have. Deuce, I'm sure you know about this, but they got a, a couple of guys playing inside linebacker that are about uh, our size. Yeah. Okay, well, no, My they're size. bigger than that. But 225 pounds, I think, yeah. is what they max yeah. out at. They're not big guys. Yeah, it's speed. Ramondre Stevenson is an absolute killer against guys like that. From what we've seen of him so far this year, I say utilize him. I say yeah. continue to go with that. And if he's successful, great. Then you're going to keep him honest and you're going to open things up a little bit for Mac Jones. But, you know, the the early and, and admittedly something that I would be first to say, oh, thank God, now we can get Mac Jones to throw the ball this week. This will be more fun. We'll be in a dome and coming off a week when he didn't throw anything, he got a couple of weeks to prepare. Uh, 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 why don't you keep running the ball? <laughs> now, I, and yeah, it changes with Damian Harris out again. So it's going to be who are our backs tonight? It's going to be Ramondre Stevenson, Brandon Bolden, and yeah, who got uh, elevated off the practice squad? Yeah, so Divine Ozigbo, uh, who's been on since I think the just the end of November, November thirtieth. I think he signed. So he's been here briefly. Born in Framingham, Framingham, raised in Texas. Oh, went that's to, cool. Yeah. Went to Nebraska. I grew up in Texas. I don't know how much yeah. time he spent. Really, yeah. <laughs> We're trying to find it's that like out. Like Brian well, Kelly. Born in Everett. So we'll see if, if, if he gets any. I mean, I think that's a depth move or at least to have him probably play some special teams. But uh, I think you're right. I mean, and, and, and you know, talk about Jakob Johnson and, and what they did against the Bills with, the you know, Trent Brown. And I'm sure it's going to be part of the part of the attack tonight. We'll see how much, you know, success they can have in it. But no question if they can get, you know, Stevenson going and, and take some pressure off of Mac. But I do think it's a, it's a big night for Mac just because – all the talk of the weather last week. He's in a in a dome now, and 
you know, you just get to see him go against. Usually, I think schematically, the Patriots understand how these defenses work. Um, you know, I think that that they're small, they're fast, but they do what they do, and I like Josh McDaniel's ability to game plan for that. We'll see if Matt can execute it. All right. Well. Uh, those are the keys. We will uh, revisit those, and like I said, a lot of stuff to touch on here from the last couple of weeks, including some, you know, developments here in just the last day or two about uh, COVID and the protocols and what's that, uh, what that's done to the schedule. We, you know, we wouldn't have Red Zone Paul at this point, but we'd have a game yeah. on. We'd have a game on that you would be distracted right. by, and we don't have that. Tonight. Right? Yeah. You know, Matt. That was the first thing Matt said to me. Uh, you know, Marine Corps. Uh, when he was not busy saving us, um, he let us know. He he's, he apologized, you know, for not having a game on at this time. Which yeah, should be the fault. case. We could uh, we could turn on the golf match. We could watch Tiger and his son out there. We could have that on in the Charlie, background. Charlie, little Tiger, little Tiger, yeah. Charlie. Boring. Okay, you know what? I yeah, I agree. I happen to agree with you. You know what? You're boring. <laughs> I try. I tried watching it earlier, and I said this isn't a real tournament. It's <laughs> it's just not. It's it's good to see him out there playing, but I just uh, do I care. Not beyond watching him hit a couple of balls. Oh, okay, looks good. Yeah, you're gonna get to watch Little Tiger the rest of your life now. It's here. It is. It's the beginning of it. That's not a bad thing. All right, um, let's grab Pat Nagwam real quick before we go behind enemy lines. I think we have time here. Sure. And we'll talk to Mike Wells here from ESPN in a few minutes. But first, uh, cousin Patty certainly don't want to keep you waiting. What's going on, buddy? What's up, gentlemen? How hey, are buddy? we? Oh, I'm doing good today. I got my. I got the next week off of work, so. Nine straight days off. I need it, but um, I had a couple of keys myself, and I, I got a question for you. Yeah, okay, go uh, ahead. So my first key is, I know it's cliche, and it's, it seems like every week you say it, but I think when the battle up front, especially on the offensive line, I mean, everyone, I'm sure Bill's kind of like got, got these guys hyped up by saying, yeah, you know, everyone's talking about their line and Jonathan Taylor, and um the other key offensively to me is I think I saw a stat that the, these guys are the worst team in the league against tight ends. So this might be a, uh, you know, if, we, if there ever was a game that we'd see like a, a breakout Johnny game, this would be it. And, you know, get Hunter Henry some touches in, in the red zone if when we get there to hopefully get in. And um, the question I have for you guys is, do you think we see them play a little bit, little bit more man on defense? Considering like how much these guys like to RPO and you know they're they don't have super great talent on the outside. What do you think, Deuce? Um, yeah, I could see it. I could see it. I, I just I, I think part of the problem with the run is is a little bit with with Wentz and his mobility and, and getting your eyes kind of trapped. I, they just don't overall scare me. I, I just I think you put you know get JC. Put him on Pittman, and and after that, I wouldn't do anything different know. in the secondary yeah. than they've been doing. Just continue to take the ball away and play the way they, they've been playing. I think it's it's been a good formula. I like more eyes on the if, backfield. You know, if, if if something has to change mid game because they're having problems, then you know I know Belichick's not afraid to do that. But I I, I wouldn't be out you know too hot to to change things up too much. All right, uh, we appreciate the call, Patty, but uh, we now go behind enemy lines, talk to Mike Wells. Let's go. You know the view from New England. We go behind enemy lines. But what about the view from the other side? Well, I'm doing great, even though I miss being there with you guys. And that's why you're our favorite uh, pregame show uh, guest every year. You guys know you tell everybody that. Time now to go behind enemy lines. My God, it's coming right for us. 
Joining us now from Indianapolis, Mike Wells, uh, ESPN, uh, at Mike Wells NFL on Twitter. Follow him there and uh, listen to him now as he joins us on the Patriots pregame show, which is fueled by Duncan. Mike, you're talking with Hardy, Mike Dussault, and uh, Paul Perillo. What's going on, Mike? Not so much. I got, I, got a, I got a little beef, though. I was on with you guys in 2018, Thursday Night Football, yep. and I was told I was the favorite guest of the show. <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> nope. Mike, I was here. I said you were number two. <laughs> uh, now, 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 the truth, now the truth comes out. Okay, I, I'm going to let you know, too. you got a strong backer in Mike Reese, who has <laughs> definitely been campaigning on your behalf. But right now, John McClain still has is, is got to be number one. So you're a strong number well, two, Mike. Nothing to, nothing to be ashamed of. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take John McClain. John McClain's old enough to be my dad. Yep. I'll go ahead and be number two behind him. It's okay. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> hey, Mike, I just want to kick us off just about Carson Wentz. You know, what, what have you seen from him just overall from the season from when he arrived? And, and where is he kind of at now as we enter this game tonight against the Patriots? You know, he started off slow, obviously missing three weeks of training camp with the uh, left foot injury. And uh, he, he had a couple questionable play, questionable plays at the start. But the way I look at Wentz is, has he been, you know, outstanding, you know, MVP-type candidate type stuff? No. But he's done what the Colts had hoped he would do. He has limited his turnovers, if I'm not mistaken, five interceptions on a season. Two of them came um, a, a, a couple weeks ago. Um, he's going to continue to take risks, but he is limited to them. Um, I think head coach Frank Reich has really kind of let Carson realize, hey, this is not Philadelphia anymore. You don't have to carry this franchise with your arm and try to put on that cape. You have a, a, a young man in the backfield by the name of Jonathan Taylor. He'll take some of that load off, and Carson Wentz has finally realized that, and he's playing He's playing, you know, very solid football. You mentioned tonight. I think it's going to come down to which quarterback is going to make the fewest mistakes between Carson Wentz and Mac Jones. Let's see who's going to win this football game, in my opinion. Mike, and just looking at the Colts' season, um, you know, there's certainly, you know, seven and six, you know, doesn't look like a great record, but I think it's a better team than that. Um, and I'm just curious your thoughts on, you know, how the season has unfolded and how it seems like, it, you know, I'm looking at, at most of the losses and they, they all seem to come in the close games the, the the Colts have been able to win going away but when it's been tight they've struggled is that is that been uh, the case and and why if it if so why do you think that is well you know I mean it doesn't help when you start the season one and four and you know you mentioned the close games those close games have been against some very very good football teams and the, the big factor for them is if the Colts have jumped out to double digit and they've had an inability to close out games um Tennessee up double quick 14 to lead on Tennessee. Carson Wentz has two interceptions in the in the fourth quarter in overtime. Up 19 min, up 19 points with 18 minutes to go against Baltimore, and they completely collapsed. They're up double digits against Tom Brady. You know a guy that Patriot fans are very very familiar with, Tom Brady and the Bucks. You know a few weeks ago, and Brady you know took over that game late, and you know Frank Wright kind of got out of his system a little bit on how he wanted to call the game. So it's more a fact that they haven't been able to close out teams that are very good they've got they've only got one of their seven victories have been against teams with the winning record this season that is it and that's going to be the key for them to make the playoffs you have obviously we know the patriots tonight on the road against arizona on christmas night so they have to be able to beat teams with winning record if they expect to be able to maintain their grasp on a playoff spot in the afc 
Mike, I'm curious, you know, for a good chunk of this season, you know, Patriots fans didn't really know what to think of this team. I think in the last few weeks, especially after the win streak, we've all formulated some ideas about what we feel is the identity of this team. Outside of New England, I'm curious, what do you think of and what do you what do you think the calling card is of the 2021 Patriots right now? Is it is it mostly about the coaching? Is it the development of Mac Jones? Is it the defense? What do you what do you think of first with the Patriots? You know, I, I think a big part of it is the development of Mac Jones. Obviously, they let uh, Cam Newton go earlier this season, but the ability to coach up uh, Mac Jones. Because I, I got to say, I was wondering. You know, we know what Josh McDaniels was able to do with Tom Brady. But I was curious on what he could do with a rookie quarterback, if he could truly develop him, or was it Tom Brady who made Josh McDaniels? But now, finally, I mean, Colts fans are going to hate that I say this, but you have to give Josh McDaniels credit for his ability to get Matt Jones ready to be a starting quarterback for a team that has the number one seed in the AFC. I believe the development of, you know, not only Matt Jones, but what they have on the roster. You look up and down that roster, they don't scream. That roster does not scream number one seed in the AFC, in my opinion. So that's where the coaching staff has to get a lot of credit for it. Mike, just on the defensive side of the ball, not a lot, a lot of you know names that jump out at you like Dwight Freeney might have, or or some of the other ones, of course, Darius Leonard making a ton of plays. But just overall, what what are your thoughts on the defense, and and what do you see them as as what are their strengths, and and are there anything tonight that kind of worries you against the Patriots? You know what? Um, you, if you look at straight stats like yards given up, points per game, they don't scream success. But the key for the Colts is their ability to force turnovers. I mean, they forced 29 turnovers. They have the same number of forced turnovers as sacks this season. Ooh. 29 turnovers that they forced, 15 interceptions, 14 forced fumbles. So if the, the, the Patriots could end up with a lot of yards, but the Colts find a way to get that key punch out, that strip sack, come up with an interception to you know uh, stop a team's drive. So the, the key for New England is going to be they're going to have to protect the football because – Darius Leonard's going to come in and he's going to try to punch. He's going to try to punch the ball out like he's fighting his worst enemy in the back alley of a bar. Mike, early on you uh, mentioned that you think the game tonight comes down to which quarterback can can avoid the mistakes, and I'm, I'm just wondering uh, around here because Patriots fans are super sensitive, as I'm sure you know. Uh, anytime anybody says anything about the Patriots, <laughs> it becomes a story. So I, I know the linebacker, and, and forgive me if I'm mispronouncing the name, but is it, is it Okariki, Bobby Okariki? Okereke. 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 Okay. Uh, he, he made the comments about they want to shut down the run and, yeah. and see what Mac can do. And, of course, that became a, a thing here uh, in New England. I'm just wondering how if that got back to Indy it, that the Patriots fans uh, and I think their players a little bit um, seem to be miffed by that comment. I, I got to tell you right now, Patriots fans, I love how passionate they are, but they are ultra, ultra sensitive. I think you guys realize that too, how sensitive Patriots fans are. And mind you, I've had some Patriots fans follow me for years and years, and I've enjoyed the back and forth respectful answer, but they are beyond sensitive. sensitive. But oh, yeah. Okereke, he was not insulting. That was not bulletin board material, things like that. I mean, if you're, if you're a defensive player and you look at the Patriots, you're going to say, hey, Let's see what this young kid, this rookie quarterback, can do in a pressure situation. That's not a that's not an insult. What it is is saying, all right, let's see what this young fella can do. Now, if you sit there and say, <laughs> okay, let's see what Tom Brady can do, and let's force Brady to beat us, then you sound like a dummy for saying that because we know what Tom Brady can do. But let's see what Mac Jones can do in a pressure type situation. Not an insult at all. Okereke definitely did not mean it that way. 
Patriots fans, again, I love y'all, but pump the brakes and trying to build up bill, um, billboard material. Yeah, this is what this is game fourteen. Uh, that's the game plan that the previous thirteen Patriots opponents put it to put it to work. Yeah. Right. You know, so far the Patriots have been able to win nine out of those previous thirteen games, yeah. but every team that they faced has tried to stop the run and make Mac beat them. Most of them haven't been able to stop the run. We'll see what happens tonight. Um, Mike, I know you you cover a little bit of golf. Just curious as to whether or not you got to see Tiger out on the course at all today because I was I was watching for a few minutes before I came in. Just just long enough to see what he looked like out there. Listen, I'm not I'm like a kid on Christmas morning <laughs> when Tiger Woods when Tiger Woods is on the tee box or on the green. And I gotta say, yes, I enjoyed watching Tiger, but man, watching young Charlie just swing it. I'm telling my ten year old son. That's what I said. Hey, buddy, how, yeah. hey, how about you start playing some golf with me? Some <laughs> golf with Dad. And, and my, my son's attention span. He, he has no desire to play golf. He wants to get up and down. He likes to play running sports. Yeah. So he's like, no, that's okay. I'm like, look at Charlie, and he's like, who's Charlie? Charlie Woods? Who's that? So, oh yes, I, I, I love it. I'm all about Tiger Woods. I've had I've had an opportunity to follow my three major tournaments uh, for for four days, and it's incredible. I'm glad he's back. Even though he's past his prime, clearly, he is always going to draw eyes in, no matter where he's playing at. It doesn't matter if he's playing in the pro-am or playing with his, his 12-year-old son out there. Yeah, I, I watch it, watching his son last year knock that five wood to about four feet, bend it around the corner, hitting that draw. I'm like, good grief. This uh, Already already this kid uh, plays uh, a little bit like his father, and I, it's just going to get more so and more so. Um, okay, Mike, we always ask our guests. You probably remember from three years ago. Mm-hmm. We do require yeah, a— three, three years ago when you said I was your favorite. Yep, I sure do. Okay, well, uh, maybe uh, obviously you're, re- you're <laughs> misremembering that, so maybe you don't remember. I'm going to have to walk that one back. That's yeah. on me. My fault. What? <laughs> What that we've only had one guest ever refuse to give us a score prediction, and he has been shut out of the Patriots pregame show ever since. Shunned. I, I know you won't let us down. You got a you got a prediction for tonight? Oh yeah, hey, listen, I love predictions because you know, of course, people insult me when I get it wrong, but when I get it right, nobody says anything. I'm going to say close one. Colts twenty seven twenty three. I know the Patriots have the number one deciduous defense, but I think they're going to find a way to get the points twenty seven twenty three. And it's going to be a, a late turnover by the Patriots to steal the game for the Colts. Another insult from Indianapolis. There you go, <laughs> Patriots fan. <laughs> Mike, they'll, they'll be all over that oh, one, Mike. Uh, it's re- awesome. Really good talking to you again, Mike. We appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. All right, fellas. Listen, we talk golf, so we're best friends. I don't care what you <laughs> We are best friends for talking golf. I t- that's uh, that's the old Harvey Penick adage. Uh, if you play golf, you're my friend. Uh, any anybody wants to talk golf with me, Paul and Mike will. Well, they will humor I, me a little bit. Yeah, I'll talk golf. Yeah, but uh, Mike, anytime, anytime, I'd love to. I'll have you on my golf show in the springtime if you'd be willing to come on with me. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, hey, listen, just make sure I say, you say I'm your favorite. Hey, and all seriousness, fellas. <laughs> You guys have you guys have a Merry Christmas, all right? Thank you. You, you too. too. Thanks, Mike. All right, Thanks for joining us. There he goes. Mike Wells, uh, ESPN. A, he's a strong two. That's a strong two performance right there. Wow. I was very strong. Uh, with strong. a bullet. With a bullet. Strong John two. John McClain better bring it next time we get the Texas right. again. Hey, you know what? Yeah. John McClain, if I'm not mistaken, Marine Corps, did not was not able to join us this year when we played Houston, correct? We got him. I don't even did remember the Houston got, game. I think we got a dis- <laughs> I think we got a decision to make. Oh, Mike Wells, new favorite. I think we got a decision to make. Pre-game, boys. oh, boys, willed himself into it. Wow. <laughs> All right. 
Well, we don't get Manish anymore. So he cool. was always uh, he was we'll always see him no more. Yeah, I mean he was always fun. But okay, Mike Wells could be in. Could be the new favorite. All right, great stuff there uh, from Indianapolis, where he's picking a twenty-seven twenty-three win. We always. I, I don't want to jump ahead. Do we get to the point where we predict the games? But I mean, is there anyone pred- predicting another? You know. Patriots route tonight at some point well, after all the Patriots uh, fans. Yes. Well, uh, okay, we but got a lot of them this week. No, I, I don't know. I, I, people, you know, we were we were all predicting like close games against the Browns. Oh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a tight one here. It's gonna uh, Titans. It's gonna be a tight one there. And uh, the Patriots, the the Browns one we all missed. I don't think there's any other ones that anybody missed. Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, is I've seen generally like like he said. High close. high twenties to low to mid. You thinking close? We tonight? got a lot of thirty-eight to thirteens this week. Wow. Uh, Mike is at practice a lot. Oh, I didn't hear any of that. Uh, <laughs> we got several because I I had one of my typical rants that I like to do. I said this is fine. The Colts suck. I I get it. The Colts suck. I don't want to hear it after they beat them. How great the win was because you're obviously telling me all week that the other team isn't very good. Can't have it both ways. Can't have both. Gotcha. Okay, that's can't fair. have both. You can't have a great win over a bad team. Paul Perillo, firm but fair, always, always. Uh, let's go to Dustin in Ontario, joining us now on the Patriots pregame show. It's fueled by Duncan. Dustin, what's going on? Evening, fellas. Not much. How are you guys doing tonight? Very good. 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 So I've got a um, uh, a basic question, quick basic question, and then a. Uh, uh, small prediction for tonight's the, uh, the ending for tonight's game. Uh, question in regards to James White. Uh, what do you guys think the Patriots are going to do with him after the season with Bolden, uh, Harrison, or pardon me, not Harrison, Harris and Stevenson all doing relatively well in the uh, run game? Do you think the Pats are going to keep him? Do you think they're going to let him uh, trade him, let him walk? Or I can't remember if his, yeah, if his, his, contract his contract's up. I, I mean, oh, maybe a one-year right? flyer. I'm not sure Bolden if he's uh, okay. got another year left. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would have thought even if he pl- – I mean, he was a free agent last year and no one really went after him. So, yeah, I mean, you could, I think you could have him back if you wanted to. Coming for, off injury maybe. For, for ver- probably PUP even less guy. than he – was it $3 million he signed for? Yeah, something like that. So, I mean, if you wanted him back, it wouldn't cost you much, but uh, yeah, I, wouldn't be surprised, I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone um, any, even if he played this year. Yeah. He's getting up. I mean, you know, you start to get a lot of touches, a lot of wear and tear. Yeah, at significant that spot. kind of hip injury now. Is yeah, he, coming off a significant injury. I wouldn't be surprised right. if he's if and he's not. My there. prediction for tonight's game: uh, the defense is going to play absolutely out of their mind tonight. Five sacks, two strip sacks, an interception, and they're going to keep the Colts to ten points tonight. It's going to so, be a twenty-eight to ten win for the Patriots. Another, and no, another, you another blow. You absolutely have nothing to worry about. Me calling in after the game, saying "ha ha ha, we won." Colts suck or anything like. No, that. you I mean, said you're saying that Patriots. now. <laughs> no, I never, dude. I never call in after the game and start gloating or harping on my prediction ever. All right. Oh no, I don't. I don't need. The, it's not gloating. It's you're telling me that they're going to roll over a bad team. So when the Are game is bad? over, I don't need to Are hear about how good the team though? was that they beat. I don't really see them as a bad team. I think I uh, think twenty-eight to ten really indicate indicative on on where they are. I think they're a decent team, not a bad team. All right. 
Well, Dustin, we appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Won't be seeing uh, anyone up in Ontario anytime soon as they have locked things down and, uh, yeah. and uh, more more uh, places following suit around here. I'm sorry. When Ontario popped up, first thing I thought about was the NHL. And uh, if you missed the news earlier today, the Bruins shutting things down until after yeah, Christmas. You know, you had mentioned about this game, you know, how big it was and if it was, in fact, big. And you are saying, well... From at least from you know the juice perspective, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be there, and I think that might be why. I think people are like really discouraged. I know I am. If I'm just speaking for myself, sports are kind of shutting down again, and I thought we were past this. I thought you know, silly me for like listening to the CDC and thinking that you know vaccinations and masks you know were doing something. Evidently, they're not because every time someone has a sniffle, we have to stop everything again. And I feel like we're right back where we were when this all started. With games getting canceled left and right, personnel being forced to to not take part in games. Well, I I certainly so I, I like for me, I don't have as much juice for the games because I wonder if it's the last one. Yeah, it's it, it absolutely sucks, but and I I, I certainly don't want to uh, get into this and like uh, invite all kinds of debate and everything. But I I would say this: uh, the the vaccines and the masks are doing something. Oh, I agree. It's, it's just that. Um, I, I, I do not understand the NFL and and whose protocols are different from the NHL, whose protocols are different from the NBA. If you have a fully vaxxed team, um, why are you still testing all the time? And why are you putting this, players into protocol? This is what I'm saying, that, silly me, for listening to the CDC. They kind of told you you didn't have to do this. Yeah, well, and now we're doing it. But you're listening i'm listening and this was the kind of mini rant i had earlier in this week i said you know what the nfl and what the nba and what the nhl uh certainly is doing they're not following what most people in other walks of life are doing which is um you're not testing if you feel okay even if you're a close contact you're most people are not testing if they're not forced to unless you feel sick yeah. So what what what's the what's the point of all this? I had, and a, I doc- do, but- I had a doctor put it to me this way, um, and it, and he he's like he gave sixteen disclaimers before. Like so I'm not saying this is the same. Right. I'm right. not saying the severity is the same, but if you took your temperature every day, you would have a temperature a lot. Yes. But you're healthy. Yes. Ninety nine percent of the time. It's kind of a similar thing with COVID. Like if you're if you're vaccinated and asymptomatic, so you're not sick, and you test every day, there's a chance that one of these days you're going to test positive. Doesn't mean that you need to be like sent away somewhere. And right. I think that's what you know. Like to your point, is it a hundred percent of the NHL? I think there's one player in the NHL who's not vaccinated. <laughs> so I, like I, I don't mean I, I mean literally one player. I don't mean 99% of the league. I mean literally one player in the NHL is not vaccinated. So why are they I don't like, know. forcing all of these teams to stop playing and separating all of these people who are not sick? I don't know. I, I do not know the answer. And you could also kind of follow suit with the NFL. Uh, I think there are just by the... By virtue, if nothing more, just the size of the roster. This is not speaking to the mindset or the habits or behaviors or beliefs of anybody in the NFL, but you're going to have more unvaccinated people among players and coaching staff just because of the sizes of the organization. And if you have to 
uh, maintain these protocols to protect the unvaccinated, this is where it gets really bad. That's where I start to stand up and say, well, you know what? At some point, those people are going to have to be on their own and yeah. sign a little waiver saying, if you do get sick, don't show up to the hospital. That's your decision. Yeah. You know, that. I, and seriously, because otherwise we're coming up on two years of this. Right. And it's not. Going are you away. done? Like, like, are the, you all done? Like the Mike? virus itself. I'm is all done. Done. I'm, I, no, no, I'm just saying I'm all done with this whole COVID thing. Most people, you know, some people were like sick of it six weeks in. It's like, I get it. I understand it. We're coming up on two years yeah. of this. And it's I'm not, not going to go away. Yeah. Like, like the virus, it's, it's, you know, again, not the same, but the same kind of, it's the flu. Like, I've been covering the Patriots for 23 years. And every single year, they've had a, a run of the flu in the locker room. The flu is highly contagious. Like, people do die from the flu. Obviously not in the numbers that have, have died from the coronavirus. Coronavirus, much more serious. I understand. But they've never once... Or, they, do you think anybody would have ever suggested that the Patriots have four guys with the flu? They shouldn't play this week. Right. Because they could give it to the other team. Right. Uh, look... It is something that is going to have to be addressed. I believe the NBA is already addressing it, and I think the NHL is going to have to be next if they want to have a, a season. Yeah, because this is it. Seems like the NFL is and probably going down this road of of if you're vaccinated and not no more testing. Change that right, right. And I and I think that's the the way to go because and I know it sounds like you're being reckless and stupid, but you know it's kind of. Like you put your hands over your, I don't want to see. Like, no, I'm just not going to test. If they're unvax, if they're vaccinated and healthy, you don't have to be tested all the time. Right, right. I mean, that's what the CDC tells us. From his from his years in Southern California, Deuce <laughs> oh, alone no. is probably cu- carrying venereal diseases. <laughs> you know that are innumerable. Probably, probably. But we're not afraid to be around him, right? It's part of life. You wouldn't make out. That's with a me, great. Po- that's right. a great point, Hardy. Thank you. That's a great point. <laughs> All right. Let's, strong. Uh, strong to very strong. On that note, let, let us thank our proud sponsor, Bose. Uh, they are pr- proud to be the official sound and official headphones of the New England Patriots and the NFL. Bose Quiet Comfort Earbuds. Rule the quiet. Learn more at Bose.com. TouchView Interactive is here to support your hybrid learning, distance learning, and video conferencing needs with easy-to-use tools that allow end-users to collaborate, interact, and present seamlessly. TouchView Interactive offers a comprehensive line of accessories and software to support your audiovisual needs. Outfit your classrooms and presentation spaces with the future of interactive display technology. Visit touchview.com for more info. Offered by The Oker's Company. Celebrating 100 years of service and support. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. Would you go so far as to say they're all about that base? About that base? No trouble? <laughs> Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. Nobody liked that joke at the time. The, 
Marine Matt, he liked it. He was the only one. All right, welcome back to the uh, Patriots pregame show. We didn't go nowhere. We've been here. It was a very quick break, so I'm sure we don't even have to welcome anybody uh, back. You probably didn't even know we were in a break. Uh, it's, excuse me, fueled by Duncan. Oof, said a little, a little comeback on me. <laughs> Only one way to get rid of it. Excuse me one second. Whoa, Whoa. guy. You want to be careful with that. What? You don't want to have an incident that uh, goes viral. Don't you Don't you worry about me. I'll be just fine. Um, let's get back to the phones here. All right. Continue with your phone calls. Patriots, visit the Colts tonight. Um, what time is the official kickoff? I saw 8.15 earlier. That can't be right. Is that, are, they going to, are they going to be kicking the ball at 8.15? I don't know. Are you going to hold me to it? I doubt it. I doubt it, too. Eight. 8.27. Oh, that's terrific. Thank you so much. What? That's fantastic. Why so late? Nothing should start at 8.37. I, especially on a Saturday. What are we doing? What are we waiting for? What well, are we doing? talked about this a little before the show yeah 827 827 um there was supposed to be another game going on they, mm-hmm. they should have moved this one up a little bit yeah right yeah should be playing it's right supposed now to be a 430 all right well melvin in tennessee doesn't care he'll be watching every play no matter what time it starts melvin what do you got for us buddy that is correct. With my margarita in hand. Oh, oh! <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Most of these people don't care about what time the game starts. I care about what type of tequila Melvin has in his margarita. You going with the gold? What do you got? You got some Patron. Patron. Okay. Smooth, nice, and smooth. Good stuff. I like Patron. All right, good. All right. One of my favorites. Very good. But um, oh my bad. So with the game, um, obviously they're going to be looking for the run. Um, so I think this would be a game that we could utilize, obviously, the play action. I think that would be something you can utilize down there, especially in the red zone. So I, I hope Hunter Henry or somebody like that can get a score and kind of cash in. Um, but I do think you're going to have to score some points in this game. So just getting down there running and kicking field goals, I'm not sure it will be enough. So I'm really looking forward to them with however they want to do it, but cashing in down there yep. and scoring some points. So I got 24 21 Patriots. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so it would be a close game, but I just, I don't know, I don't have faith in the Colts to, to win in a close game. So that's it. Excellent. Thanks, that's Melvin. Thanks for checking in. Enjoy that margarita. Um, Speaking my language, a little red zone finish. I like it. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I, not that I want Nick Folk to be, uh, you know, left out of things tonight, but it would be nice if they did. It'd be nice if they didn't depend on him for half the points again. Uh, tonight, you yeah. Know. At some point, they gotta they gotta figure out a way to get in the end zone, and I mean that's why I like just having a game that's indoors and we can kind of reset a little bit. But I also really liked what Mike Wells had to say just about how many turnovers that that the Colts force, and I think that's a a big part. Patriots are the same way, and really, I, I mean not to oversimplify it, but I feel like you could get probably down to the end of this game, and you're going to look at the turnover battle, and whoever won it is probably going to squeak out the victory tonight. All right. Uh, moving on to Spee in Fresno, our old buddy Spee, checking in on the Patriots pregame show. Hello, Spee. Casadores Reposado. That's your tequila of choice. It's a good one, man. Recommend <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Mike, with your story, VDs. Oh. <laughs> VDs, man. I'm sorry to hear about you got to wrap it up. Um, <laughs> I know. Very I know. disappointed. You know, like, like Steely Dan says, you don't want to do it without the fez on. Uh, so just. 18 years in L.A., it's a long time. Dangerous place to live. I, um, I got the juice for this game. I, I don't get it. I don't get Hardy. I don't get feeling lackluster about it. This is a huge 
point in the season. It's the navel of the season. And we're gazing into it. It's just, you know, we, we, they, both teams started off two and four. Um, you know, both teams, I think they, they kind of like have something to prove that they deserve to be thought of highly, I think. Um, just with all the parity this season, teams trying to sort of make, make themselves show as deserving of their high status. I think both teams have that to go for. I think it was really interesting with the behind enemy lines, like the Mike Wells guy talking about when minimizing turnovers that made me think of kind of like similar to Mac. Got a ball security. Maybe they have, maybe they're, they're similar in that regard. And, um, I, I did, I did want to just ask you guys a Wentz thing because I've seen him play a bit this year, but, um, I, I, I probably don't have as good an eye on him as, as you guys. Like, is it, is he more like the pre ACL to like the 2017 Wentz, um, no. or is he more like the 2020? Um, you know, I like, neither. Which, he, which one is he closer to now? The- I would say he's closer to 17, but but neither. He's not running around and, and making uh, a lot of athletic plays like he did in 17, um, and he's not making mistakes like he did in 20. So yeah, I don't really think he's reminiscent of either. I think it's like Mike Wells said, he's doing what they're asking him to do. Jonathan Taylor is clearly the centerpiece of the offense. Don't screw it up. He's asked to be a game manager. He wasn't a game manager in 17, and he wasn't a game manager in 2020. He's asked to do something different, and I think it's it's working roughly. I think their offense has been productive, but they obviously have a you know an issue holding on to leads, and we'll see if that uh, comes to fruition tonight. And speed, let me let me see if I can explain this in terms of like the juice for the game. Uh, mm-hmm. The Patriots still, to to my estimation or to my analysis, do not have a loss on the schedule this year to a team that they shouldn't have lost to. They don't have it yet. I mean, week one was uh, week one, and, and, and he didn't know. Uh, you know, the, the losses to the, to the Cowboys and to the Bucks. I just say, yeah, those are better teams. You kept it closer than you should. Now, tonight's game, the Patriots are underdogs in this game by two and a half points. Um, you're on the road. You're playing a team that doesn't flat out suck, I, I, in, my, in my view, and it, it, your playoff hopes do not hinge on this game tonight. Um, some of the juice was taken out of it, quite frankly, by the Chiefs winning the other night. And, uh, and I, I think and, there's more juice in it because of that. Yeah, How, what are you talking about? More because if the, if the Chiefs had lost the other night, they would, the Patriots would be able to lose this game and not really totally, have been hurt yeah. by it. I don't, I don't want to deflate you too much, but watching, watching Patrick Mahomes hick up, hook up with Travis Kelsey a couple of times reminded me that the Chiefs can kind of do whatever they want on offense. <laughs> oh, you silly boy. And you don't know the Chiefs suck, too? Yeah, you right. Don't listen to, you don't listen to Patriots unfiltered anymore? And you're not whistling. The Chiefs aren't very good. Uh, okay, <laughs> you just don't. You yes. just don't know. I, I don't understand don't football, know. right? They suck. No, but in all seriousness, if you were, right, if you're if you're going on a huge run and have to play the the Chiefs either in Foxborough or in Cam, Kansas City for the AFC Championship, you're going to be a huge underdog, and it would be it would be a monumental task to try and beat that team. So how to, to explain to me how tonight's game has more juice because That's the Chiefs? Because the only if, if you feel like that, the only way you're going to beat them. is Possibly is if you play him at home. Do you think? Did you? So th- now you have to right. win this game. Did you think that yeah. you're okay? And it, if you have to win this game, then you you have to beat Buffalo again. You have yes. to. You have yes. to. So it's you all matter. Everything matters. Well, you have to beat Buffalo again everything to win matters. the division. Okay, I just I, I I don't think it's realistic to think that everything has to be dependent on this team starting off two and four and then going undefeated the rest of the well, season. It's not. It's not necessarily undefeated unless you want to get the number one seed. 
you might have to go undefeated to get the number one seed. Um, but if you lose to Buffalo, then you can't lose any other game to, to win the division. It's starting to feel a little Brady-like around here, where it's not enough to make the playoffs. Now you have to get all bunged up okay. about your seeding. Okay. We had, a, we had a good talk about this when Mike was at practice again this week. What? Um, we were talking about the, the season, obviously, you, you, you can look at it two different ways. You can go, what I felt coming into the season. We can all do that, and I think we'd all agree. We are thrilled, right? In August, if you had said 9-4, and four, first place in the division, chance for the number one seed, wow, this is great. Mac Jones is developing. We're a good team. We're back in the playoff hunt, baby. This is awesome, right? Would you say that? Yes. I still say that. Okay, but now we're here. Now there's the, they are the number one seed. They own all the tiebreakers, so they don't even have to finish ahead of all these teams. They just have to tie them, and they'll be the number one seed. All you have to do is finish it with one more good month of football. <laughs> like after you, don't you don't your expectations rise even a little? For sure. But they they have never at any point in the season risen to the point where I thought yes, eleven wins in a row. Is uh, is a reasonable ask of this or any other football team, especially this one this year? Okay, about two months ago, I think I made a comment on the show saying, you know, if you had to say, who would have a better chance of winning out, the Patriots or Kansas City? Kansas since, City. since then, by the way, everybody said Kansas City, but since then, by the way, neither team has lost. It was at least it was at least six weeks ago that we talked about this. Neither team has lost. Yeah, I would say that Kansas City probably on paper stacked up. If, if if one of those two teams is capable of winning out, probably Kansas City. But here you are. You've won seven in a row. Now you're playing a couple of games that are big. Colts-Bills. These are two big games against teams, to your point, that are capable of beating you. You're, you're underdogs tonight. You're probably going to be favored by about what your underdogs by uh, tonight, next week, you'll next be, week you'll be favored Buffalo. by two, two and a half, three right. points, probably. I want this to – okay. Go ahead. I'll let you finish, and I'll tell you what I like, want. I, I just think that your expectations – I mean, I, I can sit here and say, like Eric does, he makes his picks every week and saying, well, back before the season, I thought they would win this game, so I'm going to pick them to win. Well, I've, I've had 12 weeks of data to sort of sway what I thought in August. In, in August, I didn't think the Patriots were going to be 9-4 and four and atop the AFC. I also thought Kansas City and Buffalo would probably be, have, like, two losses each. In Buffalo's case, they have six. So my expectations have changed. I think the Patriots are better than them now. I think this team needs to be humbled before the postseason. Oh, the Tony Maz. They need a good spanking. <laughs> um, not a spanking. I, I like it, Hardy. I think they need a reality check. And, and you you get a group of guys together, mix of you know rookies and veteran players and coaches who have been there before, and everyone's going to have a different attitude. But a mass group humbling at the hands of the Colts, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily want it to be against the Bills for division purposes, but something to let them know, hey, you don't have this all figured out, and, and you can't win it a bunch of different ways. And there are teams that are seemingly have worse records than you. And, oh, yeah, they're favorites, but not really favorite. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Nope. You need that humbling loss 
at some point on the way in. And I would rather have that than the number one seed and think, you know what? We can beat anybody because I got news for you. You can't. You know what, though? I would trade the, the bye week and the playing here over all. And I, I get what you're saying. And, and I kind of generally agree with, you know, I, I think when Mike was on earlier saying this, when I look at the Patriots roster, it doesn't seem like, you know, the top team in the conference kind of a roster. And I understand that point. I think tonight is where the rubber meets the road. And this is where we start to figure out who this Patriots team really is. Now, they've had a great stretch you can't. I can't take anything away from them of the games that they've won here on this win streak. But you know, let's face some of the real reality of who they saw with you know on the Panthers, on the Browns, on the Falcons, on the Titans, on the Bills. All of those games had conditions with them where it wasn't like ah, this. Nonsense! I think you're you're, going put, in you're now. playing all the same game. The rubber has met the road so many times yeah. this season. I don't want to nah. hear that yeah. anymore. See, see, it Mike, met the road. Mike thinks way it. too much what the fans think. I, I <laughs> as I've made abundantly clear in 23 years, I could give two bleeps about. What anybody else think? Like we had a question in Ask PFW this week. Well, after this game, you know, when people will say that Carson Wentz is not a top ten, why do you care what like what people will say before a game is even played? What they're going to say after a game? Like this is this is my whole point. This is like my my mocking of the. I picked the Patriots to beat the Colts twenty eight to ten, and and how I mock. Now I don't want to hear you tell me after the game how great the win was. Right. Like that, I'm mocking them like with, with that because why would you care? Like what? Like I, I just don't understand. Like there was a horrific windstorm that Mike somehow refused to acknowledge until it was about <laughs> eight minutes left in the game. The Wasn't other, this the other night, to pick on Deuce pregame uh, show. No, 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 no this is like the, like the fan thing, <laughs> and now the fans are all bent out of shape because some people have said. Yeah, it's a great win. Like the impact of the win was great, but what did we really learn? Like they didn't really play football. They survived. You know, like, I don't care. <laughs> In the win column, it went to nine. That's all I care about is if I'm, like, Joe Patriot fan, forget about the microphone in front of me, go back to, like, 12-year-old Paul when I could, you know, it was we. Yeah. We won. Like, that's all I would care about. I don't care that it was so windy that the other team couldn't throw and we couldn't throw. We won. I got more points. You lost. Like, that's all I care about. I think now you should look at this differently than you did in August. I think they can beat anybody in the AFC, anybody in the NFC. They played those two games that you talked about against Tampa and Dallas, and yeah, at the time, I thought it was kind of fluky that both of those games were close. But now with the whole season unfolding... I'll take my shot with Tampa. I'll take my shot with Dallas. I just think it's a little early for them to be thinking they can beat anybody in the AFC or in the NFC. That, and Why it, should they not be thinking they can beat anybody? Uh, believing it or of thinking it. Of course they should be believing it. It's How do you go into a game not believing you can beat the other team? Of, of, of course there is a, a, a confidence. That I just don't want them to get – I don't want them to be overconfident. And I think there's, there's – you, you know, you look at, at, at the way the offense has performed – or a, a lack of performance. A lot is hinged on the defense. A lot is hinged on you know their ability to bring Mac along. I don't think they have reason to be overly confident at this point. I I, I think that is a we we've yeah. seen it with a lot of other teams throughout the years that we laugh at. And it's like oh they thought they were good. You know we've seen it with the Ravens. We saw it with Tennessee. You see it with other teams, and they're like, oh, they thought they were all that, and then look what happens. Don't become one of those yeah. teams that, that starts thinking you're better than you are. I, I know they've got seven wins in a row. I don't know how good they are yet. Yeah, but I would largely agree with that point, but I don't want the team thinking that. I want the team thinking they're every bit as good as their opponents. I don't want them going in 
thinking that the other team isn't as you know is is better than they are. Uh, that, by run, the way, the inactive. Yeah, I was just going to run down. Not, not nothing too surprising. Stidham, uh, Joshua Bledsoe, Jawan Williams, Damian Harris, Yadin Kajus, and Devin Asi Asi. How about you this? Ain't playing guy. How about this, Paul? I don't want them taking anything or anyone for granted. No, I don't want. I don't want that. But that's a different argument than. Like you, you rattle off a. You rattle off a. Like I think this game became bigger because the Chiefs found a way to win that game the other day. If the Chiefs lost then you could conceivably lose this game and still maintain your top spot in the AFC. Now, you need to to win to keep pace with Kansas City. And I think if you have any chance of getting to the Super Bowl, you need to play at home against Kansas City. You see, I I don't put as I don't put as much uh, weight into that. I think I think yeah, because you think they can't beat Kansas City regardless of, of venue. Okay, there. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're How wrong. You, I, it, I'm it, saying if they stand a chance, it it, it probably needs to be here. Yeah, and, I d- and I d- Kansas City would probably have to turn the ball over three times. I don't know that it but makes a difference. That's what they've been doing all year. Yeah, they did it twice yeah. the other night. All right. Well, I don't mean I don't mean to come. Across, I I am I am very pro Patriots. Uh, in terms of how they look know. for you the don't rest have of the any Patriots gear, on. as far as know. far as the rest of the season is concerned, and I really really like their chances. I don't think. They are one of the two or three best teams in the NFL. I don't even think they're a top four team in the NFL. Well, I got news for you. In 2001 and in 2018, I don't think they were either, and they won the Super Bowl in both of those years. Exact same situation. I didn't say it was the exact same. I was just saying <laughs> I don't think they were the best team in football. I know. But, but, you, but there's no. a record that shows that they were. Yes. They it, won the Super Bowl in both of those seasons. I, I know, and I don't want to go back to it. And, and, and in 2001, I'd say that – not that I am, you know, going full Bill Simmons on this and saying that this team is 2001-ish, but you know that Tom Brady, you can make a case. In 2018, everything's out the window. It was still Brady, and he was still Brady, and it's like, okay. No, I know. I just don't think they were as good as the teams that they beat. I don't think. I certainly don't think they were as good as Kansas City, but they beat them. I think they beat them twice that year. Let's uh, let's go to Tony in Canada here on the Patriots pregame show. It's fueled by Duncan. What's up, Tony? Hey guys. Uh- I heard uh, I heard you read off the inactive players that weren't playing today. Is JJ Taylor playing today? No, he's, he's still on, on the COVID. COVID list. Yeah, he's been for a couple weeks now. Uh, and that's what I wanted to mention. I haven't heard a lot about this, but the fact that Damian Harris isn't playing either, I think that could have a really detrimental effect on our running game, since that leaves really only Stevenson and Bolden as our running backs. And we know that Bolden is not really a running. Uh, running back, he's more of a, of a receiving receiver in the backfield. So Stevenson is going to have to carry most of the load on his own. Yep. And um, you know how the, you guys, uh, your your Mike Wells, your your guest was talking about how the Colts are, are uh, number one in stripping the ball away, getting the ball back over turnovers. I'm wondering what that might have an effect on Stevenson in terms of he having to do most of the running. You know, no, it's, you get tired when you have to carry the ball. The most well, you probably catch a break that Harris is out because he's got two fumbles and Stevenson only has one. Yeah, although I I think Harris is, overall has been more reliable in terms of you know maintaining the ball than Stevenson. He ha- but he hasn't been. He's fumbled twice and Stevenson fumbled once. That's this year, right? Yeah. Stevenson's a rookie. So you don't feel that... Um, I don't feel that I don't feel like ball security is a problem for Ramondre Stevenson. He fumbled in his first game, hasn't fumbled since. Okay, and, and what about the fact that Stevenson will probably have to do most of the running? On he his had own? 27 carries against Buffalo 
last Monday night. I have no problem yeah, with Stevenson. I think Stevenson's better than Harris. He had 20. Flat out, had, I said it the yeah. first game that he got the, the what was it? What game was it? Cleveland? One of those Cleveland games in the 20, Yeah, 28, 20 carries against Cleveland. Yeah, I, I, th- I think he's more dynamic. I think he's faster. I think he's quicker, and I think he's stronger. I uh, Look, I love Damian Harris, Tony. I'm with Paul on this. I got no problem with Ramondre Stevenson. Now, would I, would I rather have both of those guys guy. tonight? Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I would rather have Harris and Stevenson yes. than, than Stevenson and Bolden. The team is better with Harris yes, available with Harris. and on the field, uh, but it, it, you're telling me you only have Stevenson tonight? Put it this way. I feel I feel better this way than if it were the other way around. You tell me you only oh, have fine. Damian Harris tonight and Ramondre Stevenson can't play? I, get a little, I don't feel yeah, as good. I, I get a little defensive because I feel like – I, I was really critical of the decision to, to bench Stevenson first and foremost because of one fumble. And I feel like a lot of fans think that ball security is an issue with Stevenson. He fumbled once. Right. But I, I once. hope you guys are right. Really, I do. Because be, if that's the case, then this will be Stevenson's breakout game. So, and I have to also say like, I, what, like, I don't know. Like, we have to. All right. Thanks for the call, Tony. I, I'll let it go. I think he already had a breakout game. I, Mike just said he had, you had, 20, he had 20, 20 carries against Cleveland for 100 Two yards. Touchdowns. He had 27 carries for like 75 of the hardest yards in, in like a hurricane on a Monday night when the other team had 10 guys in the box. Like, what does he have to do to show you that he's – a worthy player. I mean, yeah, I mean, Cleveland arguably their best offensive game this season. Maybe throw that Jets game out, but they they did fine last time without Harris. I think they'll be okay. I By tell you way, what, I I want to see more of him because I don't have a metaphor for him yet. He's not a battering ram because he's more elusive than that. He's not a uh, not break a rolling block of butcher knives like yeah. they like to say. Oh, okay. There's something yeah. there. I need to see a little bit more before I can come up with it. All I know is that he's good he and he's strong and he's got some moves. It's just hard to break down. What's the what's the problem with Stevenson? Anybody got a problem with him? A lot of people evidently do, and I don't really understand. <laughs> I don't it. get it. I do not get it. I don't understand it. Um, one quick thing that the whole Take thumb as much time as you want. The whole thumb problem with Mac, Mac Jones. Like yeah. I get a lot of people reporting that he's had a glove on mm-hmm. pregame on that left hand. Non throwing, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know, you know, if there's an issue there or what, you know. So he, talked about it earlier in the week. He said, no big deal. He said it's the non non throwing injury. He it, he doesn't even oh, think I know, about but it. But is there an injury? Non throwing hand. Uh, you can put pins in it. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. It, it was a non, and that's Zoe. It was a non concern for. <laughs> I the guy played quarterback in the league a little bit. I know. It's, I, I I'm obligated to make a joke about it. Yeah. If I tell you what, if you if you say high ankle. His face will turn white, <laughs> and he'll tell you that your season is over. Even if you're playing with a high ankle, yeah. he's like, nope, the guy's done. He's a shell of himself. But quarterback, non-throwing hand injury, to chop it off. You don't need it. Forget about it. That's his attitude. All right, you want to do the over? Uh, uh, Marie Matt wants to do the over-unders now. Everybody uh, on board with that? Sure. Yeah, that okay, sounds great. Whoop. Let's do it. It's time for this week's edition of Over Unders. You're over me? When were you under me? You know, we almost have an, uh, a full hour left in the pregame show, you know? So. I do. I don't want to peak too soon. So Some people have called this the highlight of the show. It's like the Patriots. You don't, don't want them don't to peak too soon. I don't have a good comeback soon. for you. You don't want them to peak too soon. All right, go ahead. Uh, what where what did we do last game, and where are we on the season, Matt? Okay, so two weeks ago, Paul went five and one, Hardy went five and one, wow. and Mike went three and three. Wow, Paul and I Ouch. are good. Ouch! 
bringing the season totals to Paul 45-33, Mike 40-38, Hardy 33-45. I'm I'm gaining ground on Mike. I have no chance of catching Paul, but I I have a chance to make it interesting against Dusso for uh, runner up. So let's 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 go. Let's go. Mac Jones completions 20 and a half. You're up first, Deuce. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna feel optimistic. I'm gonna play the over on this one. I think he uh, he has to throw a bunch. I'm that would take, be you. Paul. I'm gonna take the over as well. All right, gentlemen. Um, just sticking with my key and <laughs> just say it. Just sticking with my key, and they're gonna continue to run the ball a lot. Compl- oh, completions. 20. Yeah, yeah, I'm going under. I'm going under. Kendrick Bourne receiving yards, 37 and a half. Paul, you're up first. I will take the over on that one. I think he is the guy that makes some plays tonight against, I think, uh, an average secondary that, that lives off turnovers. Yeah, you know what? Conversely, I will go over on that. It doesn't mean you have to throw it a lot for Bourne to get off. And, and we've said this before. That can That's one play. You know what? I'm just going to make it fun and, and go under. Uh, maybe maybe he goes elsewhere uh, tonight. All right. Carson Wentz passing yards, 225 and a half. I am uh, siding with Paul on this and saying they're going to be getting after Carson tonight and uh, going to make his life miserable. I will go under. Whew, yeah, I'm going to take the under, too. I think a uh, big game for the defense, but I do think they'll if they get some rushing yards, that'll complement it. So. I, I'm going to go under. Yeah, I'll take the over on that. I think there'll be a balanced offense tonight, the Colts. Jonathan Taylor, rushing yards, 90 and a half. Deuce, back mm. to you. That's a good number. Uh, ah, what the hell? I'm going to, you know what? Based on my pick, I'm going over. Mm. Yeah, I'll take the over as well. Well, I have more faith in Deuce's defense than Deuce does. I'll go under. <laughs> We're blowing through these. Nick Folk made kicks. P-A or F-G. Three and a half. Polly Paul. Make a kick, Nick. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll take the over. Yes, pass performance. I was figuring out my score. <laughs> pass performance is indicative of future gains, and uh, I will take the over on this one also. Deuce is yeah, going th- under. Look at No, it. I think it's an easy over. I'm going to take the over. Oh, oh, oh. Surprising. Everybody took the over? Everyone yeah. took the over. And as always, ending with the total score of 44 and a half. Oh, uh, I don't like this number. I don't like this. I don't. I don't. Yeah, you know what? It's just more fun to root for the over. I'm trying to remember what my uh, score prediction was. Yeah, I'm going over. Yeah, I just had to do some fast math, and I discovered my math was uh, at 44. So I'm going to take the under. <laughs> you guys took the under? Hardy over, went over, I went under. under. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the over. All right. Took the over on everything. Yeah, you really did. That's the way to win these things. Is it? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> if it's a coin flip. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Marine Corps. Providence 57-53 final. Just said that in my ears. You can go 500 probably for the rest of the season and, and win this thing in a walk. Okay. Well, what does that get me? Early retirement? Nothing. Nothing. No. no. Uh, we've, got, we've, we've got a Sodi on the line. <laughs> Do for, I get for a... The, uh, how, for about the, I, how about the winner gets the postgame show off? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you told me this was the beginning of this season, then we would have had some action. No, we did lay uh, a Sodi pop on the line. 
for uh, for the uh, Sunday six pack or uh, just a uh, just six a cold drink, a tonic of the winner's choice. Oh, nice. That's right. fair. So that that's that's on the line. But this this you get nothing. All right, we'll get back to the phones here, 855-PATS-500. Ooh, an email here I wanted to get to, too, webradioatpatriots.com. Uh, this came to us from Russia. In May- uh, Russia With love? Yeah. Roger in Mayfield, Kentucky. He said, first thing, my wife ran into a group of Patriots fans uh, from Boston who were there in Mayfield, Kentucky, giving out gas to people with generators who were affected by the tornado. Wanted to say thanks. Uh, and if they're listening, and everyone else who has donated or helped out. That's a, wow. a great story. Uh, second, Mac Jones, balls out tonight. Pats win 35-20. It's a uniform yeah, violation you there. You got arrested for that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a saying. 35-20? 35-20. Another blowout, Deuce, another, I told you. Another blowout prediction. Another blowout. I'm surprised. All right. Back to the phones we go. John in Los Angeles. John, you're on the Patriots pregame fueled by Duncan. What's up, buddy? Hardy, we love having you on the show. Oh, thank you. Fantastic. But? Um, I think, no, no but. Oh. Um, I think that uh, Stevenson is the best player on the offense. Um, and I think that he will show that tonight and go over 100 and get two touchdowns. And I think that Kendrick Bourne is going to have eight catches. Put you on the over. I'm on the over. What was that? What was the middle one? What was the middle one? What was that last part? What was the 21? I missed the 21. I don't know. Say it all over again. 27-21. Okay. Close. There you go. All right. I thought he said Pats by 21. I'm going to steal that from my prediction, too. (laughs) I like it, John. Thank you. 27-21 Pats. Sounds about right. That's that's where I've seen the most of them. I have, I mean, I'm sure. I guess when I'm out of practice, everybody decides to call in and predict the blows. But yeah, I, I just don't know how you can watch, watch Jonathan Taylor play and, and think that anything's going to be easy tonight. Right. Uh, Felipe in Rio says, "Would a win today be most uh, the most important of the year, considering the games already played and the remaining schedule? In the same vein, would a loss today be the most impactful for the remainder of the season?" Or one L against the Bills uh, next week would be worse. I have to say I'm not very ca- confident about the game today. All key Colts players are available, unlike the other good wow. teams defeated by the Patriots this year. I believe Poole is out. Yeah, Ryan Kelly, their center, is out. He's a big part of, of what they do with their running game. So I think that'll, that will hurt. That That's a, a significant. If, um, if you had to pick the two games, Colts, Bills, they have to go one and one. How would you choose to go one and one? How would I choose, or how am I predicting they're going? No, to? no, no. How, like, what would you rather? <laughs> I'd lose, they have, they lose, have to lose, lose tonight. One. Lose tonight. Beat the Bills. I agree. Beat the Bills. I agree. That's win, why win the, the game, division. That's why the game is missing a little bit of juice for me too. You no, just but, explained well, it. Well, <laughs> that doesn't mean it doesn't matter if they lose. Uh, kind of. If you're, no, if, I'm, I'm saying, if, if you, were, if you have to lose a game, one of these two. Which one would you rather lose? And I have, I think, because the other one is a division game. For sure, I agree with Mike. I just, I, I have trouble divorcing myself from not just like my thoughts and expectations for this team at the beginning of the season, as they are in the middle of the season, and even right now after seven straight wins. I don't expect them, nor do I say they are going to have let me down in any way if they don't run the table the rest of the way. I think they're going to lose a game on the way in. I'd rather have it be tonight you than know against what this the is Bills. All about. I'm going to bring this home for you. <laughs> Title. <laughs> well, put a bow. I feel like this is going to get personal. Nope. Hardy is Ronald Miller. <laughs> Can't buy me love. Deep down inside, oh. you're still that guy. Okay. Still, 
Okay. Come on. Still got a telescope. Still can't, you still can't do it. I got gotcha. you. You can't see the Patriots as a good team. <sighs> you can't. You can't do it because you still think of them. I don't want as them that to, team that went two and four. I don't want. I don't want to be let down. It's as I said on our text chain this week. It's like the Jim Blossom said. If you don't expect too much from me, you might not be let down. All right, but that's a lousy way to be a sports fan. I'm not going to get excited because that way I won't be upset if they lose. That's a lousy way to root for a team. I tell you what would be even lousier is having them run the table and rattle off 11 straight wins to end their season and then losing the first round of the playoffs. Yes, that would be Oof. lousy, but you wouldn't be all that upset because you don't think they're going to win the next one every time. <laughs> I want them to lose one on the way in. There, I said it. Yeah. I want them to lose one on the way in, and I'd rather have it be tonight. But I, I think I get your, your general sentiment, and I and I feel similarly of – Oh, he I, had the whole thing. What? This week you did. They, people were mad at you on the Twitter machine, and you yeah. predicted they would be. Yeah, I mean, I just – I don't know how good they really are. I think that they, like I think the baseline is they are a very solid football team. And you want to talk about 01. I think the 01 team was a very solid football team that beat Oakland in a blizzard, got a couple special team scores against Pittsburgh and then played the game of their life against the Rams. But that's so, perfect. Do you care? No, people, I don't care that, at that all. That people look at those games oh, like yeah. that? Yeah, no, I but that's Who cares? But I don't see this as still the Tom Brady supercharged right. Patriot offense is right. going to roll people. And I think tonight you're seeing a team that wins similar to the way that they do. And I want to see them win a game without having to get a bunch of takeaways or rely on people that are out or rely on the weather. Or Go 18 points off, off of uh, field goals and extra points. Sure, sure. I mean, start to show me who you are. No, it's fine. If they're just a solid football team that is not, you know, world beaters and all that, that's fine. They can make some noise in the playoffs, and maybe it lines up in a way like it did for 01, and they're able to win some games like that. But I still don't feel like I fully know who this team is with four games to go. I, I just I think the offense has a ways to I go. I agree with both. I of love you guys. the defense. I, I love the defense. I think that they're going to p- keep them in every single game that they play. I just I think that there's a little bit of an identity crisis where you had one year at Cam Newton and now the Patriots are g- a good team again, but that doesn't mean that they're the Tom Brady, those Patriots of three four years ago that just housed everybody. And, and unless it was an off night, they should win. I don't think this is the same kind of team. Yeah, I don't think that you need to have the like. The arrogance that you that you once did with with Brady, and, and, you know, at the heyday. But again, I don't think that you should go into these games not getting overly excited because for fear of being disappointed. Oh, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm and I, and by the way, I did not share that uh, like you know, like the sentiment that Jim Murray had in years past when the Patriots would start eight and zero, and and you know, with Tom Brady, and he was just rooting for a loss. Because he couldn't take the stress, you know, as a fan for another so, undefeated so, season. So childish. It, it really, well, he is a man child. Yeah, absolutely. He truly is. I love that I, and that I didn't agree with because I said, you know what? You got Tom Brady and you got Bill Belichick. You should go 16-0. and and you and you should you know you should have another chance at a nineteen and zero season. Why not? That'd be that'd be awesome. So I was not with him on that for this team. And I know they have four losses. It's not like you're just rooting for them to lose a game. I think it would do them actually some good to suffer a loss on the way in here. And they are on the way in. They are bringing this thing into the barn. Well, it depends what your 
I just think the buy is worth more than a loss is going to be. The buy, you, 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 got, what you, think. you got no margin of error. So if you're telling me that they're going to lose a game now and then win two games when they get to the playoffs, then that's the trade-off. But I think if you keep winning, you don't even have to play that first playoff game. You get a day off, right. and then you get to see somebody else here after they got to go. Like I, I mean, I, I personally think and look, a lot of stuff is going to happen over the next month. But let's say they, if they lose to the Colts and the Bills and they wind up with like the fifth or sixth seed, I think they could. I think they'll be one and out. But if they're able to to win these four games or three out of four and somehow still manage to get the number one seed, then I think you're in the AFC Championship game. Oh, right. Like that's and it's not really a difference in who they are. It's just kind of right, how it and, lines and up. And it's not a difference in my mentality. Like I don't go into these games saying there's no way the Colts can win tonight. Oh, I think there's a way the Colts can win tonight, and I think there's a way the Bills can win next week. Absolutely. And it doesn't involve the Patriots playing badly. Both of those things could happen with the Patriots playing well and the other team playing well. They might just play a little bit more, uh, you know, well, well, well rounded than you do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was going to say gooder, but you know, sometimes people, Weller, gooder. sometimes people take everything you say seriously. So I, uh, I stopped worrying about that a long me. time ago. Tyler in Maryland, Hello? go ahead. Tyler. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are y'all? Good. Hey, so I think Hardy's having like trouble with this season just like we all are because there's really no dominant team this year usually in years past we can look at teams and be like oh that team we know every sunday they're most likely going to win i would say the packers for the most part fits that bill and for the most part the bucks but in the afc i want to say the chiefs but the chiefs they kicked one field goal the chargers last night and they're going to lose and yeah. patrick Mahomes is special for the last two scoring drives but i'm patrick Mahomes last year doesn't miss that one yard throw so so he threw for 410 yards, and you're killing him for a one-yard throw that he missed. No, 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 no. I told no. you. The no, Chiefs suck. He played a good game, but just we, <laughs> we just, know he – He didn't just play good. He was, he was special last year. He was very special he was last spe- year. He's been very special, he special Thursday night. In the NFL. It's called strapping a team I, I on think, your back Thursday night. No, I think he's I – think, I, think I think he's one of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm just saying – for the most part, I think any of the AFC teams can be beat this year. Every, t- every team I is – I think fo- any team Tyler. in football can be, can be beat, no yeah. question. Well, There's Tyler, no great team in the league. Right, you're correct. They're, That's they're, why I'm excited because I think you're in that mix. Yeah, I'm not sure that you're there yet. I, I really I, – I still think there are I, – I can I can list four teams immediately that I know in it's my heart are better Patriots than – It's land. Than, <laughs> well, Paul I, is the most positive. I I just I know there are four teams right now that are better than you. I can I can I got in them sitting of, the, in terms of talent. Yes, in terms of talent, probably more teams than that that are better than them. Well, it doesn't matter in terms of everything. Just a better team. They're that, healthier. Any, any given they're playing week, better. Any given week, that team will go out there coach. and beat you. Yeah. It's 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 Bucks. It's Packers. It's Rams. It's Chiefs. And like I mean those. And those are the teams you're going to might worry about AFC Championship and the Super Bowl. Yeah, you and, know, and, that. and I'm not convinced on the Bills yet either. Let no. me tell you something. The way Josh Allen played at the end of that Buccaneers game, anyone who was saying, oh, Bill ruined another franchise, they're dead. I said, I, 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 don't bury I them. Don't, I, love, I love those. Don't, don't throw dirt on, on, the, you know, on the Bills' grave yet. And, you know, Tom Brady, for as good as he is, and I think the Buccaneers are still a real good team, he, they held uh, Tom Brady and, and Rob Gronkowski and everyone else to three points in the second half of that game, and Josh Allen went out there 
uh, halfway hobbled and made that a ball game. I do not count them out yet. I'm not even. I'm, I'm not saying that you got to win against the Bills. Good. That was a good win, and I am. I was proud of the team, the way they played, and the way they handled all that. But to automatically say it's like, well, they're going to beat the Bills next week. I don't know that. Not yet. I don't. No, I, I think all of these games are. I mean, except for the Jacksonville one. I think the other three games are very much in question. Gunna. Well, we're watching warm-ups here on the Patriots pregame show, fueled by Duncan. Gunnar Olszewski out there on the field in Indianapolis as the two teams get ready to face off here this evening. The one game that's uh, happening here today as the other one was uh, canceled or postponed, pushed I should say, until Tuesday. Monday. Monday? Monday, yeah. yeah. And then a couple of games tomorrow have been pushed to Tuesday. A lot so, of football. A lot of football. Yeah, a lot going on. I tell you what, those Tuesday games, the, those those really suck for a for a team. I mean, you oh th- for a team, not for me. I'm like, hey, let's watch football Tuesday night. Why oh not? yeah, it'll be great. But for teams that thought they were going to have a uh, you know an extra day of rest before their next game, all of a sudden, no, actually, you're going to have a few days less. Right, you're going to get a couple days less than a normal week. Forget about your extra day. It's uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna push that back. Right so uh, they're a big game, big game for those two guys right there, Ramondre Stevenson and Brandon Bolden. A lot of touches. Yep. All right, uh, we're going to step aside here for a moment, and uh, when we return, more of your phone calls, 855-PATS-500. Email webradio at patriots.com. I'm going to take some time to drink some of my Duncan here, uh, and a reminder, Patriots fans, it's always game time with Duncan. Kick off the action with the official coffee of the New England Patriots. It's the most important game day ritual because it's the perfect way to tackle game day. However you're spending it, we all know the best call for football is Duncan America runs on Duncan. TouchView Interactive is here to support your hybrid learning, distance learning, and video conferencing needs with easy-to-use tools that allow end users to collaborate, interact, and present seamlessly. TouchView Interactive offers a comprehensive line of accessories and software to support your audiovisual needs. Outfit your classrooms and presentation spaces with the future of interactive display technology. Visit touchview.com for more info. Offered by The Oker's Company. Celebrating 100 years of service and support. Football's back and it's time to go big. Pepsi Pull Pork Sandwiches are game day greatness. Now we're ready for game day. Check out some more awesome recipes on madeforpatriotswatching.com. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. I know I'll lose, but I'll still roll up. I'll give you all you can handle. Have some fun. All right. You pack a lunch, pal. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. Paul! Not your two. It's finally left the room. We're gonna talk about things he doesn't like. Maybe Jaws, too. He hates them. I don't really know, but it'll definitely be something that Paulie doesn't like to talk about. Really, no big whoop. I'm pretty sure Paul hates this movie and has no interest in the series. I am taking the lead on this one this week and something I just discovered last night on Peacock. I believe is how you, uh, you yep. pronounce it. Oh, is peacock. it Peacock? Yes. Oh, that was like uh, NBC. Peabody. Oh. NBC. On Peacock, a mm-hmm. new streaming series 
MacGruber. Oh, really? Now, are you familiar with the MacGruber movie? I, I, I love it. Uh, it was directed by Yorm Taconi. It was one of the Lonely Island guys. So, I mean, I knew him a little bit back in the day. I See, think I know, I, I, you'd think that Deuce and I talked about this beforehand, <laughs> right? So he know, no, it's, he uh, knows the director uh, of the original MacGruber. Oh, it's, a it's a classic. It I, is an underrated comedy gem. Absolutely. It's an absolute gem. And they've gem. got a series now. It's a series. And if you enjoy MacGruber the movie, imagine... 30-minute MacGruber movies. That's, Perfect. I mean, the production value is all there, right? The special effects budget, you might notice a couple of things that yeah. are a little on the hinky side. But whatever. In terms of the writing, the characters, um, everything about it, it's all MacGruber, and it's all there for you, baby. <laughs> I'm so happy you like that movie. I say around the house way too much, like, you know, Dad, can you get me a th You got it, MacGruber. I, I'm a big you got it, MacGruber, in the house. So. <laughs> you got it, MacGruber. <laughs> I saw the stream ad. I thought they had just put the movie on Peacock. I didn't know it was a new show. Matt, I'm very excited right now. Let me tell you something. And, and if you think that a, you know, another SNL early 2000s skit made into a movie is not worth your time. You could not be more wrong. This is not Night at the Roxbury. I've seen the movie many times. Right. I just didn't right. know it was a show. That's I'm why I'm excited. I'm speaking to the ignoramuses out there who think that MacGruber would not be a good movie to watch. It, if you're a fan of stupid, dumb comedy... It's the king. I mean, it is, I mean it's right up there with Step Brothers oh, in terms of its... Absolutely. It, oh, is, is it foul? Oh, is it... Uh, oh, We'll talk about it off the air. I got some good moments from that. Very enjoyable. But <laughs> okay, well, let me. Oh, there's the big man, Mr. Kraft. There we go. Checking out the, on the field. Checking out the warmups here with the uh, Robert and Jonathan taking the field. I'm having some flashbacks to all the uh, all the games that have been played there in Indy over the years. I mean, just some classic battles. Obviously, some not so much that we might want to forget. Fourth and two comes to mind, but great win in '07 yep. down there, and then remember Gronk. This is 2014 running through through the whole Colts team. The, the fake punt they attempted the next season. Um, I, th I think that was a great place to play. I think about 14 and Jonas Gray and his four <laughs> touchdowns. That was a, that was a fantastic game when nothing was working that day and and people were getting exasperated and and Zoe had a famous call that day. It's like, you know what? Forget all this. Just give it to Gray. He said it. You know, I, I, during the play by play of the game, like. You know, Brady wasn't good. Nobody was doing anything right. Just give the ball to Gray. And they did, and he branded in for four touchdowns. I bet you somebody's going to roll the uh, the Jonas Gray kind of uh, vibes with Divine Ozigbo today, maybe. The Patriots running back. They, you know, same kind of situation. They, they elevated him. I don't know. He might not get a single carry in the game, but I will bet you somebody out there is playing DraftKings well, or something. They're 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 Zig rolling their money on him. Does go for, go off for four touchdowns? You can rest assured he will be benched next week, <laughs> and we'll never yeah, take. We never saw Jonas Gray again. And never saw him again. So yeah. random. Cover of SI. Cover of SI. I think he was late to a practice. I think he was not even a. I think he was late to a meeting. Yeah, and that was cocky. enough. Cover SI. Thought he made it, and then that's the problem with this team. I don't out. want him to get cocky. <laughs> don't do it. Don't, Don't let it happen, do you? But great atmosphere. I wonder, uh, I mean, just the, 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 the no, no more pump the sound in, I hope, but <laughs> there's Mac. I mean, undefeated on the road this year, the Patriots. This this might be their, I mean, I know last week or Monday, whatever it was, Buffalo. That's That was no easy task up in, up in those conditions in that environment. But this is, although dry and, and not quite uh, as windy, 
definitely a challenge. Well, here's a little trivia that I heard about uh, Lucas Oil. As a, that, as a music nerd, you would probably find this somewhat interesting. Acoustically, um, they said right away, not as loud as the RCA dome, or is it the hmm. same place? No, no. You're, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The yeah. RCA dome was the old one, right? Right. Okay. So uh, one of the reasons why not as loud is they change things acoustically because Indianapolis uh, has long been a site for, um, I believe it is uh, the uh, DCI Championships, which is the Drum and Bugle Corps <laughs> International. And it's a big deal. Bugles. You get, uh, it's, it is like marching band, like pro level, okay? Uh-huh. You got Santa Clara Vanguard, and you've got all these different drum and bugle corps that come in, and it's literally just drums, trumpets, coronets, it's bugles, right? There's, a, you know, there's no, uh, there's no flutes out there, all right? Bugles. It's, it's just drum and bugle corps, and the formations and the things that they do, it, I mean, it's, so it's, the acoustics have to be up to snuff. The acoustics have to be right for it, mm-hmm. and it, it, it makes it for a quieter football arena well, because they paid, of, uh, paid attention well, to are it. We pri- we're not, are we actually primarily using this place for football or bugles? Mostly bugles, I'm guessing. It was told to me off the record. <laughs> off the record, Deuce. <laughs> but the, by someone in the, the know, this drum and bugle corps, if they were going to continue to hold this big event there every year and have like multiple events – Acoustically, it had to be right. And huh. in order to do that, you can't have the reverberating sound that you would want from certain places no. uh, that would be good for you know your home football team while the opposing team is on offense. You learn something every day. I didn't realize the bar was so high for bugle acoustics, but hey, Drum, there you go. Patriots pregame show. Do not sleep on drum and bugle core. I'll, I'll show you some videos here while, while we're uh, you know in our downtime my in this mind. game. Yeah. All right, let's uh, step aside here one more time very quickly, and we will return uh, for more Patriots pregame. Uh, once again, fueled by Duncan, you're welcome to join us, 855-PATS-500. Email webradiopatriots.com. That looks awful. Football's back, and it's time to go big. Pepsi pull pork sandwiches are game day greatness. Now we're ready for game day. Check out some more awesome recipes on madeforpatriotswatching.com. An active lifestyle means you never stop moving. That's why only Theragun devices are designed to release your body's deepest muscle tension. So you can do the things you love. Land that pose. Hit that final rep. Taste success. And do it all over again. You only have one body. Make it a TheraBody. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. This is my man cave. This is where I put up my trophies. This is where I put up my signed uh, Chris Chelios jersey. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. All right. Warm-up still going on there as we're uh, watching the team out there. Was that... Hoyer, who just walked by? I don't know. Good to see Adrian Phillips, though. A little bit of a scare there last week at uh, the end of the game where he made that stop on third down, then all of a sudden he come back from commercial. He's on the ground. Uh, he talked this week, a little worried, but 
he's out there. Good good news. Unfortunately, Harris wasn't as lucky with that hamstring injury. Right. Well, um, it is a big game tonight. Even it, even if I don't have the my my juices up for it as much as everyone else does, I understand the importance, the uh, significance of this game in this place. As we we're just talking about, you know, all the great games that have been yep. played in Indianapolis and. Uh, Tonight is certainly no exception and big ramifications for the rest of the season. We'll go to Ray in Atlanta joining us now in the Patriots pregame show. What's up, Ray? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Rick. I'm checking in, long time. Um, you know I love and respect all of y'all, but what in the world is wrong with Rob? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is definitely a great motivational speaker tonight, I tell you. <laughs> um we we will be we we will be fine. We will will be just fine. And I never in my history watching them they they never seem to come off cocky. They always even at best they they think that it was the have worst. you heard have you heard any of the Kyle Van Noy interviews, Ray? Oh man, yeah, I I, I did. I love Kyle. <laughs> I I love Kyle. Don't tell yeah. me! Don't tell me that cockiness is not anywhere uh, evident on that team. Because yeah, man, that no, did and that look—they've got reason to feel it right now. The defense has been consistently the best part of this team. Yep. You know, we're looking at yeah. Matthew Judon right now. The guy is—he's the MVP. I mean, there's just yeah. there's uh, there's Judon no is, Judon is humble though. He he's very humble. He he is um, flamboyant and 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 out there and full of energy. And um, but he he he's still humble with with that energy that he possesses, and they have what it takes to to meet up and play with any team. I, I just don't feel I, I I don't feel cocky in myself. I feel humble and excited at the same time because, like I said, they have what it takes to to play with any team, and not just because they're winning. That should make anybody cocky, you know. There's just plenty of work to do with them, and I think that they can they can go against the Chiefs. They can go against anybody. Oh. They held they held Brady they held Brady to pressure in that game and lost, you know, to a field goal kick, but still had him under pressure. And that is that. And, and they had the Bills. You know, I, I think that you know no team is unstoppable, but I think they found their niche i think they know what they're doing from this point on all right thanks ray i appreciate it um no i'm i am not giving a motivational speech to the patriots tonight i am i am in some ways as paul pointed out earlier protecting my own feelings that and my own expectations hurt. for the rest of the well, you know what it's like to be hurt I, of I, course i do and i hate that that's why you need to come see me <laughs> oh man you just you just seamlessly it's right into it. Uh, Paul, We uh, just so you know, I know you like to know what we discuss when you're out of the room. Our topic tonight, and hopefully this is not something that you wish you were here for, was MacGruber the series on Peacock. Okay. Yeah, You're okay missing that? Okay. Good. <laughs> no, Good. Nothing, no nothing of it. Never saw the movie MacGruber? No. Okay. Good. Cool. See? We chose wisely. Go. All right. Good. Good pick. All right. Um, 855-PATS-500. Email webradiopatriots.com. Dallas, who is in Vermont, uh, wrap your noodle around that one and uh, listen to uh, Dallas speak. Go ahead. Hi, guys. How you doing tonight? Really hey. good. Well, uh, just wanted to give you guys some thoughts for the game tonight. For me, uh, score, I have the Patriots 31-21. to 21. 
and I actually don't think the X Factor will be Ramondre Stevenson tonight, only because that's what Indy's expecting. Historically, Belichick has always run the ball down their throat very well, especially in recent years. So I think we're going to use the play-action game tonight, and I can see Hunter Henry being the X Factor with two touchdowns. That'd be fun. I would like that. I yeah, I and hope and very uh, plausible. Yeah, yeah I hope sure. you're, I hope I you're right about throwing that. it more than you think tonight, and I could see play action being a big part of it. Yep. See Dallas there. I, I I that is a that's a solid victory for the Pats. It's not a blowout. It's a ten point win. It's I'd it's a pr- it. it's you know that's a that's a pretty good beating. Mm-hmm. But I like his I like his breakdown there, and I think that's a reasonable expectation. I agree. I think they so. could. They're, they're going to win forty five to three. They're going to win forty five <laughs> to three, and people are going to start and, 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 the number one seed. And, and, and how and they're going to go to the Super Bowl? The, 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 there's going to be um, the the Colts are going to kick off, and it's going to end up being mishandled by Nikhil Harry. <laughs> And the Colts are going to recover at the eight-yard line, and that's how they're going to get their three points. <laughs> Not again to kill. No. You're a wizard, Harry. Uh, let's go to Jake in Tampa. Jake, what's happening? Thanks for joining us on the Patriots pregame show. What's up, Jake? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Jake. Um, so what's funny with Dallas just said, I actually got the exact opposite. And um, I forget what week it was. I mean, it was week. What week did we play the Jets? Guess week when we killed them. Week two, twenty-five to uh, six, or, or the uh, week seven was fifty-four thirteen. Yeah, week, six, week seven. Yeah. So I ordered a Johnny Smith jersey. It came a little late in the mail, and from that week I started wearing it, and we haven't lost since. That was you're the reason. So, oh, thank great. You. Thank, you. thank you. <laughs> thank you for your service. <laughs> wow. You got it on so, tonight, right? That tonight, I I don't say it's Hunter Henry and I. I think Johnny has the night tonight. I think he has his big night tonight. We really get him involved in the offense. Yeah, I uh, I mean I think one of our one of our callers mentioned that you know they've had they've had some struggles with some tight ends. So I, I mean I, I just think it's the bread and butter for their offense right now. You know it's 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 a good connection. I, I mean I don't know if it's going to be John or Hunter. I I feel like it's got to whoever it is in the red zone and, and Hunter's been been the one in the red zone. Would you order a jersey based on how somebody performed against the Jets this season? <laughs> Would you use that as a as a motivator to? You know, purchase a, a. I mean, you got to figure spent eighty, ninety bucks on that minimum. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's coming Eric. in. <laughs> we should bring Eric in for some of these uh, pregame shows. He's got his. Slippers. He can't. He can't he's got be his slippers on. At yeah, home. he can't he's be up his, for like matching jammies. He's got his like. He's probably got his tea with the honey in it. He's loving it. It's, well, it's old fashioned with the news. handle in the back. It's perfect for us. <laughs> do either one of you wear pajamas? No, I do not. No. no. Okay. Good. No. Boxers and a T-shirt. Hey, hey, it's more than I wear. Hey, <laughs> Chad, what do you wear to bed? Talk to me, Chad in hey. L.A. Yeah, hi. Um, I wear my birthday suit. Yeah, a boy sleeping with Buck. Right. We call that. You don't really yeah. do that, do you? Oh, what? No. <laughs> oh, what now? <laughs> no. What are you crazy? I, I, I do. Hey, I, happy holidays, guys. Thanks. Oh, thank you. you, Chad. You too. Yeah. Uh, my question: oh, I'd like to hear the, from the, each of you, if possible. Big cheese. What do you think? New England's weakest link is? Like, That's a good question. I, I'd probably say secondary depth. I would probably say the secondary, too, but it just hasn't really been tested. Um, that, and I would say just the, the, the overall high-powered passing game. Yeah. Yeah. Can they yeah. line up and just say, yeah. listen, we can't run it. Something happened to Ramondre Stevenson tonight. We don't have any running backs left. We're down two scores. We got to just chuck it. I would say I would. Uh, it's tough for me to pick anyone on the defense, even in the secondary, and that makes sense. Yeah, I, I would great. say lack of a go-to chain mover. 
You know, who's the Julian Edelman? Who's the Wes Welker? Who's the, no. you know, just you know, who's that guy? Who's who right now is Mac Jones' go-to guy? I got to get well, the, third and eight. Who who are you yeah. going? Who are you going to? Jacoby. I would say I'm, Jacoby, I'm but you're right. None of you said quarterback. Well, because he's well, I I just did. I said the high power passing game. Yeah, yeah. I and I was going to say Mac Jones just as a as a, as a way to cause unrest, but. Uh, I, you could, yeah. But you I, could. I mean, and, and I, I said the passing game just so not to call it cause unrest. Yeah. Right, right. Because God forbid that you know you have questions about your ability to do something. Yeah, but the, I mean, red zone offense would be in that universe. I think that's you know something that they need to perform at a, a higher level if they're really going to be a Super Bowl contender. Um, where was Jake Bailey uh, injury report wise? Anything this he's week? He's been off. I think he's off of okay. the, the report now. Because let me tell Wait. you something. It was a tough game to uh, punt in the other night, but Jake Bailey not used. Did he Did he handle uh, one of the kickoffs? No, I think Folk did. So he it wasn't great but in Bailey the punt. Bailey is not. Yeah, right. Bailey's off yeah. the injury report, which makes no sense as to why Folk kicked off. Yeah, he's dealing, dealing with something. But uh, as good as Jake Bailey has been, uh, that, now, I'm not going to go full Belichick here and start, you know, rattling off components of special teams that would be the team's biggest weak link. But uh, uh, hopefully Bailey is healthy and he becomes, you know, the the more consistent asset that he's been as opposed to last week in Buffalo where it's not great. What, what are we looking Sorry, at Sorry, I just got, I got what Bill Belichick was wearing. So he's wearing the red striped hot jacket tonight. Is this early? He's been wearing, you know, Why do you call it the hot jacket? Uh, that's what they call it. That's who's what they? Who's they? The uh, manufacturer, Nike. Okay. They call it the hot, the hot jacket. It's a hot jacket. Okay. I actually own one, and it actually is quite hot. Is it in, like H-O-T? It's quite H-O-T? hot when you wear it. <laughs> H-O-T. Yeah. No, H-A-W-T. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was hot. Like H-U-T. Hot. Oh. Hut. Yeah. The hut. The hut jacket. Hut. Uh, no, but new, new jacket oh, yes. this year. Hot. H-O-T's. Much, much better than <laughs> the hot jacket. You know, hot. <laughs> that's silly. <laughs> Calling a jacket the hot jacket, that's perfectly legitimate. It is hot, though, right? like, I mean, right. you'd be surprised. Rational. It's, it's Perf- short sleeve, but rational. it traps in the, the moisture. It's a perfectly sane thing to call a jacket. Let's all wear one. Uh, let's go to Addison in Fresno. Addison, hello. Hey, guys. Uh, I just wanted to follow up on what Paul just said. Uh, please, we don't need more Eric on any more <laughs> season. <laughs> oh. um, that wasn't very nice on the oh. holiday season. No, I. But not entirely inaccurate. You're just though. right. But, you know, truth is, you know, never mean. Exactly. Thank you. I think it should uh, quite often be mean, in, but I emailed in earlier. I don't think Deuce was there. Uh, I've got the Patriots rolling tonight against a really bad team, thirty-three to six. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Good pick. Addison, nicely done. Oh, oh then he hung up. And then he dropped the dropped mic. The mic. Yeah, he did. Wow. Mm. Insulted Eric. P- predicted a big Patriots win, and then he's out. <laughs> they said, oh, one more thing. Listen to this. Click. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Uh, an email, uh, several of them to get to here. First, a birthday. Hey, guys. Today is my 24th birthday, so I'm going to predict a 24-17 win tonight to finish the day off on a good note. I think Barmore and Godchow are going to do a good job uh, stopping wow. the, the majority of runs throughout the game. Uh, and then Wentz will inevitably throw an interception. Thanks, guys. That is uh, yeah, Allie Martin. Five of them, so he's probably due. Allie, uh, happy birthday, Allie. 24 years old. 
Next year, oh, you'll happy be able birthday, to, Allie. We'll be able to rent a car next year. 24. Wow. Do you remember when you were 24? No. <sighs> I don't either. I do yes. not. Yes, I do. Mm. Yes, I do. Good year? Uh, it was my first year in L.A. Oh, that was a good so year. So it was a good year. <laughs> 24. <laughs> nice. That's, what, that's when I started getting all those STDs. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them can be cleared up with a shot. Others you'll carry with you the rest of your life. But you got you got a great stories out of it. Uh this is uh, from Tim, who says, Do you think Kendrick Bourne will not start tonight as punishment for his comments during the press conference? Pat's 24-21. Deuce? Uh, what did Kendrick- no, I think it'll be all right. Um, I, I, he was in response to, as, as Paul had brought up with, with, with Mike at the top, the, you know, the comments from the linebackers saying we want to make them one-dimensional. And now it seemed as like uh, Kendrick t- took a little issue with that and, and said, you know, we, we we can do what we want, we can be balanced. Um, so yeah, it was it was a little bit it, it pinged my is Belichick going to be annoyed by this meter? But I I, th- I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be okay. But it didn't seem it didn't seem too egregious to me. But I don't I don't know. I, I you never quite know. But I, I think he'll be okay. All right. Um, this is from uh, Adam in. Gloucester, New Jersey, or do, that, or do they call it Gloucester in New Jersey? Mm, I want to say Gloucester. Yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, he says, in no way am I suggesting the Chiefs suck, but I have to disagree with Hardy suggesting Chiefs' win streak is so much more impressive than the Patriots. Did I ever say that? Nope. No. What I, I, I will say this. I, I think you probably believe it is. No, I believe the Chiefs is. are impressive. I believe Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey – are once again impressing me. They made an impression on me with the way they finished that game the other night. I was impressed. Yeah. yeah. It left an impression. We uh, we have absolutely caught some breaks during our win streak, inclusive pronoun, but so have the Chiefs. Rogerless Packers, Cooperless Cowboys, not to mention the majority of their points and nine of Kelsey's ten receptions came against a Derwin Jamesless Chargers defense. Did was was the defense not on the field when he made four guys miss him on the game winning touchdown? I couldn't believe he four got it. guys right, he like, made miss them. Like how he the Rogersless Packers, huge, huge. Everything else in that, and we're not talking about missing like Amari Cooper or Derwin James for half the game. Right, like they went up and down the field in the first half when Derwin James was playing too. Right. Um, you're not comparing that to like the Jets. And the Falcons and the Panthers. Are you like, really? Are we? Uh, the only time the Chiefs have truly looked like themselves this year is against the Raiders, which reminds me of the 2019 Pats against the Jets. I think the Patriots have more impressive performances. So the bo- Jets and the Raiders are the same now. Mm. I think the Patriots yeah. have more impressive performances in both winning and losing efforts this year. Patriots players and fans should believe in the team and believe they can compete and defeat any team in the league, especially in the AFC. There is no super team this year. That part, I'm 100% co-signing. That's what I've been trying to convince you of, Hardy. There's a a PS here. Uh, Paul, I don't think the Colts suck, but living right outside Philly, I do think Wentz sort of sucks. Hopefully Pass can get some picks out of him tonight. Wentz sucked last year. He has not been bad this year. Yeah. He hasn't been bad. I still, 
See, I still just See? I still I so, don't enjoy watching. So when, I don't enjoy watching. So it. if the if the Patriots shut him down, I just don't want to hear it because he's not good. I don't enjoy watching him. He's he not a good player. Yeah, he's sneaky, sucky. He sucks. What, what do you make of Greg Doyle there from the oh, Indianapolis speaking Star? Speaking of sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's pathetic. Like that's I. I am not. Did anybody read it? Because once I saw the paywall, I, I stopped. Oh, I, oh, yeah. I didn't read it, but I listened to Felger read it. So I that's good up. enough for me. I got a three-year subscription just to read it. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, so Felger got behind the paywall and read. Well, I don't know. He was reading it, so he had some kind of access to it. Okay. I just, I, I'm not. A, I, I don't care. Like, you want to be a homer? That's your business. You could do whatever you want. Um, but it's a shtick. It just felt like a shtick. Like you could just tell from the the the, the way it's written. Just the the tease of I it. I don't like. even care. Like Dan Shaughnessy has a shtick, right? Yeah, but he's he he's like a reasonably gifted writer. Right. Oh yeah. Like I don't think it takes like any kind of talent to say, you know, McDaniel's is an idiot. Belichick is a jerk. Like th- you know this moron. It like what what is that? Like, what are you, like a tough guy so I can call them names? Right. And I'm not trying to, like, be come off as the homer on this side defending the wall. I'll leave that to others. Like, that, believe me, there's enough people in New England that will do that. But I just – if, you, if you're going to take the shots, be clever. Have, some, ha- have something of substance to bring to the table. Like, I, I don't get butt hurt if you make fun of Deflategate or Spygate. I, it doesn't bother me at all. It doesn't. But it doesn't bother me because I. I but think, be clever about right, it. Right. Uh, bring me. Bring me something new. Now, if you just if you hate the the history and hate everything that's gone in there, and you want to write about how you know this game is is a fun one to root against, just in terms of like fandom and how you still have a team to hate, that's fine. But to say, eh, I hope they kick their ass right. too. Right. Like, like that's just not good writing. Yeah. That, but that's my point. Yeah. Like I don't. Like I'm not offended that he thinks that McDaniel's is a jerk, or that he uh, thinks twerp. that 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 they were done dirty. I'm not offended by that. Like I leave that to the Jerry Thorntons of the world; they can be offended. By <laughs> like I'm not offended by that. But I, I I'm offended as a journalist. <laughs> like I'm, as someone who pretends to try to do something with some sort of creativity for a living. Like, that's offensive how badly written that and was. And this offends you as a Patriots employee. <laughs> it no, offends, it offends me, me as a writer. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't you, like, you agree? Like, yes. the twerp. Like, the premise of his column is the Colts are better off for it. I would largely agree with his premise. <laughs> but he made no salient points in the column at all. It was just dumb. Oh, boy. Um, let's see. Hey, guys. And this he's is a clown. This is, uh, I don't know Greg Doyle. I'll stoop to his level. He's a clown. All right. I don't know Greg Doyle at all. Uh, Nick in Sacramento, he said, hey, guys, a few weeks back on Patriots Unfiltered, some dude called in that left Hardy in a bit of sorts. Oh, really? Oh, no. I think he's talking about the post game. Oh. Well, it, he, was, he was kind of a DB about his comments calling Mike Chicken Little and oh. Hardy and Negative yeah, Nancy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He I had a point. Yeah. Your outlook on this team over the course of the season, including during the winning streak, has been one of blatant neuroticism and skepticism. Yep. When are you guys going to jump onto the we are really Super Bowl contenders attitude about your team? Uh, When they become them. Constructive post-game analysis is one thing, but fallout neuroticism... See, this is bad writing. That's the second time you use neuroticism. <laughs> Fa- um, he's, he's heard again. <laughs> but fallout neuroticism is another, and you are all... With the exception of Fred and maybe Mike, are falling into the latter camp. 
Go Pats! Four exclamation points. Nick from Sacramento. Yeah, great. Um, Good. I yeah. tell you what, when they when when you got Nick Folk out there responsible for half your points uh, going over the last See, I don't what, three care games how, now, like, who, I how care who I, they get their points oh, from. Oh, I care a little bit. I care bit. who they get them against. I care. Like, well, I care who they get them against and how they get them. And if you're and if Paul, more to my point, if you're doing it against bad teams and but that's and you what need I'm your saying. kicker to put half your points on the board, I think it's okay to be a little neurotic. Like like I I think people because they won seven in a row now think that they won those games earlier in the year against Dallas and Tampa. <laughs> like, yeah, you lost those have, games. They lost. You you lost to Brady on a night where Brady was all bunged up and overthrowing his receivers. It wasn't because you were playing such great defense. The other teams played crappy. Yes, and beat you. Yes, because you played more crappy. Right. And it's like in a lot of ways too. You're thinking, was that still the real Pats back in there? What what Dallas did to them in overtime, where you know you had Jalen Mills having to cover C.D. Lamb and getting toasted, and, and and I'm going to admit that's part of my like I I feel like I'm further along than Hardy in this regard, but my you know failure to completely embrace everything, and I think I'm further along than you too, Mike. I to think be honest, so. I do. Um, I still remember those games. They haven't played those teams since. They and I don't mean Dallas and Tampa, good teams. They have they've beat the Chargers. I think the Chargers are a good team. That was a really good win. I think the other six games in the winning streak all had other things going on. Yep. They either weren't good teams in the case of the Jets, the uh, the Panthers, the Falcons. You know, they they just flat out weren't good teams, or they were good teams with a mess of personnel absences in Tennessee and Cleveland. Yeah. I have a I have a much easier way of summing up my feelings on all this because I don't take anything away from the wins, Paul. I don't take anything away from any any of it. Uh, I, I don't take anything to the losses either. Like the losses happened. Based on what I thought this team was before the start of the season, based on where they were through 6 games, based on where they are through 13 games, I think this team has overachieved over the the last 7 games. That's it. I think they're an overachieving team right now, which is so much better than being underachieving. And whether it's Nick or anyone else who's goofing on me and is saying that, you know, I'm too negative or I'm not shit, just remember this. At the end of the season, I didn't swear. Oh, uh, uh, I think I could have it played back for you. <laughs> I don't need it played back for me. Um, at the end of the season, already at this point, I'm willing to say great season. They accomplished more than I thought they would. If they lose seven wins in a row now, if I, they lose three out of the last four and don't make the playoffs, would you still say that? Yeah, because I had them at nine wins. Okay, mm. Oof, that would be tough. just like Eric. I had them at nine wins, no matter what happened. Like, and I, I mean, I they they got to win because the reasonably, I'm still being reasonable here. Uh, they're an underdog tonight and could lose. Uh, Buffalo, they to, could to lose think three that, out of their last four without yeah, being upset. Yeah, I agree with to you. To think that they you end up splitting with Buffalo, the the division champs last year, and to drop a game in Miami, which Tom Brady did a number of times. So, so where's the horrible loss in there? So yeah, I would still say they had a great season yeah. and 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 went beyond my expectations. I would say just great. remember that. I, I would just say the last thing is. They got to make. They got to. They got to get the AFC East. I think for me, at this point, how it's gone, they got to get the AFC East. And if they do that, however the playoffs go, it is what it is. But I think that to me is is how I need to see this season end to, to feel really good. And like they, 
they they they've gotten a lot of opportunities through these games, and I think that for them to take advantage of that and win the division, that that's what a successful season is now to me. I'm all feel. I'm it's already feeling. I'm all real. I'm already feeling good about young Mac. We have another young Mac on the line here from West Virginia. Mac, welcome into the show. What do you got for us? Um, hey guys, I was just wondering, um, how do you guys think we'll fare with uh, Damian being out? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, Andre time. I would I would rather him be in, but given the choice between the two, Mac, I'm happy that Stevenson is playing. If it were the other way around, I'd feel a little less good about the situation. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, enjoy the game tonight, Mac. Thanks for calling in, buddy. All right. Thanks, no problem. All right. See you. All right. Want to do the uh, six-pack here, boys? Yeah. Let's do it. This is the Sunday six-pack, so kick back and listen to the position. I'm itching to get the picks back. You better bring a big stack. Don't get it mixed, yet. I came to win it. Yeah, this is the Sunday six-pack. All right, we only have one game last time we were all here. And spoiler alert, you all went 1-0. and There it is. So season Nailed it. Go Pats. Season totals, please, Matt. Hardy, take a bow, 41-27. and 27. Paul, 34-34. Mike, 31-37. I'm perfectly oh. adequate in my adequacity. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a full slate of games to pick from as we are sitting here on a Saturday night for the Patriots. So let's get rolling. What do you have for us first, Matt? Tomorrow, 1 p.m., 5-8 and 8 Carolina Panthers at the 7-6 and 6 Buffalo Bills. Buffalo, minus 13. <laughs> That's a lot of points. A lot of points. Cam Newton, still. Jeez. Uh, I'm going to take the Bills. Laying those 13 points I'm going to take the Bills, too. My only concern is Josh Allen's foot, but um, I think it seems like all systems ago, I will take the Bills to bounce back. Yeah, I I am a a sucker for uh, double-digit point spreads, and I love to take the underdogs. I just – I think the Bills are feeling – uh, a little upset Anger. over the way things ended last week, and I think they're going to take Unleash. it out. I think they're going to take it out on the Panthers uh, tomorrow. So we're all going to lay 13 points with the Bills. Moving on to the 4 p.m. games, the seven and six Cincinnati Bengals at the seven and six Denver Broncos. Denver minus three. Polly Paul. I'm going to take the Bengals on the road. I think they're just a better team, even though they're both 7-6. and six. I know Denver and in Denver is tough, but uh, I like the way the Bengals played last week in the overtime loss. I think they showed some toughness, and if they don't feel sorry for themselves, I think they bounce back. Yeah, um, it's, it's that game in Denver, which I think is just enough of a, of a factor to – Make me say, uh, I will lay a field goal with, with the home team there with the Broncos. So give me Denver. Yeah, I'm with Paul. I, I like the Bengals. I think that they can uh, pull it out there. I think they're going to make a little push here and get in the playoffs. All right. The uh, six I'm sorry, who did we pick? Bengals. And you picked? Broncos. Broncos. I'll make this one real clear for you. The 6-7 and seven Atlanta Falcons at the 7-6 and six San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco minus nine. Give me the Falcons. I like Falcons plus nine at San Fran tomorrow. Mm. I'm on record with uh, R.J. Bell on this How have the Falcons won six games? That's what I don't get. Uh, I will take San Francisco at home and yeah, lay nine. I, I'm with Mike. I'll take the Niners big. The 10-3 and three Green Bay Packers at the 8-5 and five Baltimore Ravens. Green Bay minus six and a half. Ooh, looks like I'm back up. I'm going to take Green Bay. Uh, I guess Lamar's still wait and see, but I'm going to anticipate he doesn't play. Take the pack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Poor Ravens. You talk about being like disappointed, being afraid to like get excited about a season. Their season's over. Uh, I will take Green Bay. 
Yeah, touchdown win for the Packers seems about right. We're all on Green Bay for this game. Sunday night football, 6-7 and seven, New Orleans Saints at the 10-3 and three, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa minus 11. Paulie Paul? I know you're not supposed to do 11. this because the Saints uh, have really uh, controlled Tom Brady and, and, and the Bucs in the two years that they've been there, but I can't do it. I think the Bucs are rolling right now, uh, especially at home, and I think that they pile up a ton of points and, and win going away. Yeah, Saints are dealing with some COVID issues here too. Yeah. I think Sean I didn't even Payton. know that. Sean Payton. What's that? I didn't even know that. Sean Payton. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah, give me the Buccaneers laying 11. Yep, I'm on the Bucks. And lastly, the 9-4 and four New England Patriots at the 7-6 and six Indianapolis Colts. Indy minus 2.5. I like the Patriots to win tonight. I am stealing the prediction from a caller earlier in the show. 27-21 Patriots win. Yeah, I think I think the Patriots just have their their dud tonight. Uh, I'm going to take the Colts to win 27-17. I am uh, taking the Patriots to continue this winning streak. I think their momentum carries them through. I don't have a lot of analytical reasons. I just think that they've been protecting the ball pretty well, and I am not convinced that that Colts defense can come up with stops if it doesn't get takeaways. So I'm going to take the Patriots 27-24. All right. All right. So there we go. We are uh, in the books for this Patriots pregame show, fueled by Duncan. Thank you for everyone for calling in and for writing in. We hope that you'll join us after the game for what will be a late post game tonight from uh, Indianapolis, where the Patriots will be playing. Beamed all the way back here to Foxborough, where we will be monitoring and then uh, doing the post game shows. We hope you'll join us then. Thank you for listening and watching. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. Podcasts.